0: and curse the patriarchy.
1: We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating.
0: Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about the emotional wreckage left behind by this season of Bachelor in Paradise just washed up on the beach. This
1: finale brought us a couple truly romantic endings, but in, in true modern Bachelor fashion, even more misery. It was just
0: like dark chaos. It was chaotic evil was this finale. Yeah, like, I don't it understand what's evil. happening, but it's bad.
1: And yet... <laughs> I will say I enjoyed myself during these two episodes more than most of the season because at least things were happening and the chaotic yeah. energy was a nice reprieve from just pure tears.
0: Right. It's like the difference between purgatory and just like emerging from like the trial by fire. It's like <laughs> when you're in paradise and it just seems to be endless misery it feels so hopeless it feels so claustrophobic there's a lot of unpleasant and painful stuff that happens in these episodes but you're like it's over now they're done they're moving. Like, at least, it's they're free. Moving. <laughs> at least exactly. it's moving toward the exit so let's let's dive in uh it's a two-night finale with a sort of quote-unquote live in studio reunion show slash finale um, but first, we get a sort of traditional finale episode. Wells greets us at the bar. It's very cable access, late night show vibes. He's like, hey, friends, it's me. I'm here for another Wells story time. And then he just recaps everything that we watched all season. And I personally am not We've wasting done my enough. time recapping. We've done enough
1: recapping. <laughs> we don't need to go that meta and recap the recap <laughs> that we already recapped. So let's get in to the last Rose Ceremony Day.
0: Yes. As Logan puts it, tonight will be the great divide, a complete separation of couples who may just be cute together versus couples who will move across the country for each other and who will live the rest of their lives together. It's sad to think that at this point, Logan thinks that he is probably in the second group. He doesn't know what's coming. I think there's some just some willful delusion happening. Yeah. This is
1: also when... Everyone reunites for the cocktail party. And Mara is like, well, it is the last (laughs) possible moment for me to make my exit. So I will be
0: going now. It's just like eight couples and Mara. And she's like, well, I'm actually going to leave as painful of a decision as it is. I think I just don't know if there's anyone here for me. And it's like, Mara, you're still here. (laughs) (laughs) You got to respect it, though.
1: She was like, I'm getting these free vacation days. I will be like taking shots at the bar with
0: Wells. She had a good time and she didn't come here to I get half an it. episode of screen time. Like exactly. she's like I'm staying until my screen time will solely consist of getting humiliated at the rose ceremony. At that point it is time for me to go. <laughs> so off goes Mara. Now we're left with only the couples and, and Jesse. <laughs> the bearer of doom he's like
1: he's like a terrible harbinger like (laughs) what's to come every time he walks in a room everyone flinches
0: now (laughs) and of course his usual opener i have some news that i think you're not going to want (laughs) to hear there will be no cocktail party so a lot of these couples are not quite sure if they're on the same page you know especially i think logan and Kate are hoping to have some big conversations. Genevieve and Aaron have been running hot and cold. They're hoping to really dig into things at this cocktail party because, of course, they're kept separate, the men and the women, the day before the cocktail party. And now they have to make a decision about whether they're going to stay together without talking because that's a healthy way to handle things. That's what The Bachelor loves to do. This is
1: how relationships are formed. This is how you know you're in a strong relationship. Zero communication. That's how I like to conduct my healthy relationships.
0: They think the theme of this season is paradise high, but actually it's the prisoner's dilemma. It's like you (laughs) always must be making your decision based on your guess about what your partner is going to do and how much that's going to fuck you over. And
1: that's life, baby. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's so true. So he tells them, you know, ask yourselves two things. Am I happy? Am I ready to take this to the next level? After Jesse leaves, everyone else gets up to sort of, I guess, mill around for a little bit before the rose ceremony. And Aaron immediately stands up and walks down the stairs. Genevieve is immediately livid because he didn't look at her he didn't turn to her. He didn't help her down the stairs. She's in her ITM being like, you're not going to help me down the fucking stairs. You're going to walk five feet in front of me. She's pissed.
1: She is just constantly paranoid, understandably, that he's going to just pull the rug out from under her.
0: Right. She's she's reading into this because their relationship is so toxic and up and down. Right. She's like, if he's not being attentive to me in this moment... At this crucial moment, if he's not giving me reassurance, that's because he's not going to give me the rose. She's like, I don't even want to go to the rose ceremony. <laughs> you know, a relationship is good when you feel so unsafe that if
1: someone does not yeah. like look you in the eye at every moment, you're you're like, well, I guess we're done. It's that's just the re- kind of relationship <laughs> I'd like to be in. It seems really, really pleasant for everyone. Involved. Honestly,
0: it seems natural to me. I'm such a Genevieve. Meanwhile, (laughs) she is, like, venting to to her friends and, like, freaking out. Meanwhile, we watch Aaron sort of aimlessly rambling the beach, like, kicking rocks pensively. Aaron is loving this. (laughs) He's, like, putting on his little display of ambivalence. And finally, it's time for the rose ceremony. And this time, it's seriously about commitment. I have to say that at every point, everyone knows where they are in the process. Like, people are like, tonight's the last rose ceremony. After this, paradise is going to be over. And, it, and then every time Jesse turns up, he's like, this is going to shock you. This is the last rose ceremony and paradise is over. And they're, they're like, like <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and yet Shocking still news. look alarmed. Yeah. He, he just brings that sort of alarming energy. Also, there are probably placards off to the side that are just like, gasp. <laughs> so it's time for the men this time to hand out the roses. Michael gives his rose to Danielle. Brandon gives his rose to Serene. Johnny gives his rose to Victoria. Tyler gives his rose to Brittany. Erin gives his rose to Genevieve, despite all of the anxiety. Justin gives his rose to Flo. Joey gives his rose to Shanae. Logan goes last, and he offers his rose to Kate. And he's excited. He's like, we've worked through our oh. issues. We're finally going to take this moment to like really stand up and commit to each other, unlike last time when she was like, you got to step it up. This is going to be a moment. He sounded happy. I was like, oh no, this is going all (laughs) wrong. He's like, every word you said on the beach that night sank into my heart. We've walked through fire together. I know I don't always make it easy, but I still believe in you and me. And then it's Kate's turn to speak. And I think we have a clip of what she says. We have had some unforgettable moments on the beach. But you also told me that I was critical, looked down on you, not warm enough, and stimulated by the trauma. When in reality, those are projections that I feel from you. And when Jesse told us earlier to ask ourselves if we were happy or in love, the answer for those questions for me is no. I know what I want, and this isn't it. So, Logan, no, I will not accept this rose. Rough. I just, I could feel my pulse accelerating rapidly <laughs> listening to that, even though I've listened to it several times already. It is just such a classic person grasping
1: for reasons that this decision they're making is the other person's fault. Right.
0: Right. It feels like she is actually projecting by telling him that he is projecting. Like it's yes. What is she talking about? Like how does Logan look down on her? I think he sort of puts her on a pedestal. Yeah, she is critical of him. She also does like drama. She but does so love most the drama. People on the beach. So whatever. And she seems to embrace it. You know, that's kind of she's right. like that's kind it's of paradise. Right. So fucking own it. Like I don't think that logan has displayed really any of those qualities except possibly being not warm enough in the way that she was looking for at given moments you can quibble about that but like right the rest isn't is not
1: a description of him or their relationship as far as we've seen and also like all she needed to say was jesse asked us to really think about these things and i don't feel like I, you know, I think the answer to those questions for me is, no, I I don't feel like I'm there with you, so right. I have to
0: go. All you have to say is, like, I don't feel confident enough in our relationship. You can say, I don't feel happy, and yeah. it's too early for us to be having this many problems. And instead, she's what she's doing in this moment, she's taking the opportunity to be like, every criticism I had of you, that was valid and objective. Every criticism you had of me was a projection of more problems that you have, which I am now criticizing you for. <laughs>
1: Yeah, add him to the list of all the reasons that you're a fuck-up, Logan. And yeah. I'm just like, he didn't do enough wrong to earn this kind of
0: All takedown. he did was try to twist himself into being what she wanted. And I respect, to a certain extent, that Kate puts out there what she wants in a relationship. To I the agree. extent that she does that. It's it's better to be honest. It's better to put it out there and be like, this is what I'm looking for. But it's also
1: better to dump someone than, (laughs) you know, continue to
0: be in a relationship.
1: That is not what we're quibbling with here.
0: Right. But like what it comes down to is that, like, this is a really immature way to handle conflict in a relationship, which is like, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. (laughs) Like you're 33, my sister in Christ. Like you're too old for this kind of behavior. I I was disappointed in Kate. <laughs> I was
1: too. Because I find Kate on the whole to be really entertaining. I've really enjoyed her presence on the beach, even when I don't necessarily agree with what she's saying and doing. But she's like a fun character. She seems well-liked. It just felt unnecessary. This went a little far. <laughs> it went a little far. And everyone else seems so uncomfortable to have witnessed this Kate kind of turns and says like I love you guys I'll see you on the other side yeah. she leaves their faces and are just frozen just in horror Logan is just like standing there with the rose like
0: I guess I have to leave yeah I guess I'm single now so he gets in the limo and I have to say I agreed with his very bitter reflections in the limo Me too he's like I took a really hard path to get to Kate. I was happy to do that for someone I thought was worth it. All I got in return was a stern talking to or criticism. And then he says one thing I don't agree with, which is Shanae liked me for who I was. And I was yeah, like, this was is like, how people uh, end up going back to their toxic ex because I'm like,
1: Logan, the next person they dated know. was toxic
0: in a different way.
1: You were also
0: right that Shanae wasn't that into you. so Shanae like, was let's just not... like Kate Light. Like she yeah. also was constantly like, you need to step it up. You're not doing enough for me. <laughs> Uh, Logan says, Kate did not like what I brought to the table and it tore me up because I had nothing I wanted to change about Kate. I was so satisfied with who she is. And to have that return with anger and disappointment in me, it just hurts. My sense of who I am has gotten a little lost in trying to please this girl who I was really into. And I think that was so palpable watching. Yes, You're just like, Logan is like shrinking by the day trying to figure out who to be for Kate with these vague little like hints she's giving him. It actually speaks
1: well to his emotional maturity that upon reflection, he can kind of see that. He's like, wait, what what was I doing? Like, this wasn't an equal relationship. We weren't, like, what he brought to the table wasn't a good fit for her. And he was contorting himself as a result. And that's like yeah. a deeply unhealthy thing for
0: a person of any gender identity to do in a relationship and ultimately that is the one gift that kate does give him is that she's been giving him these sort of like poison pills of like acceptance and affirmation wrapped around like a really fundamental criticism of who he is <laughs> and this for the first time was this very upfront like you're not good enough for me you're garbage and that allows him to like have that jolt where he's like wait this is really what bad for doing me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you kate in her limo, or suburban, I guess, Kate seems calm and happy. She never really seems that phased, I would say. No. And
1: I think she, she was having a good time and yeah. was always like, there will be an off-ramp at some point.
0: Yeah. And she's like, I want something effortless that flows. It shouldn't be this much of an uphill battle this early. We should be dry humping in a corner. And then she's <laughs> like, like, please, that. God, bring me a grown-ass man with a big tick and a bigger bank account. I'm like... 10 minutes ago, you were telling this man, like, I never looked down on you. I was never (laughs) critical of you. I just think you should have a bigger dick and a bigger bank account. And you're not worthy of me. I mean, it's also funny to me because she kept being like, these tough conversations, that's where the growth is. And that's so important. And that's somewhat at odds with being like, this should be completely effortless. And also where the growth is, is just.
1: Already having a giant bank account, <laughs> the growth. Where is the growth? It's in your
0: bank account. In your bank account, for me. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's in your high yield investments,
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> but Kate is the only person who removed herself from paradise at this off ramp, and that's not enough. We need to have what I like to think of as the great threshing, oh. where we separate all of the fake couples. The couples who aren't ready for the ultimate commitment of getting engaged with a Neil Lane ring from the people who really believe in each other and their future. So the next morning, Jesse arrives and is like, paradise is over, you guys. Shock. I know you didn't (laughs) see this coming. Like you've been on this (laughs) beach for a month. (laughs) It's time to go. <laughs> Last night we had the final rose ceremony. so I don't know what you thought was going to happen after this. He's like, "Tomorrow will be overnights, but only for couples who are considering engagement." And so I love that if, this is
1: now the line they're drawing. They're right? Like, you can, you are allowed to leave dating,
0: but you have to make that decision before you have any alone time. This is the thing that kind of drives me nuts about the way that Paradise has gone. Is they actually used to get to like proposal day. And they could propose leaving together. And it seems like that has just gone away. It's like, if you want to leave dating, you can break up on the beach and get together later, like 24 hours later. Or you can, I guess, now agree to leave together on the beach in some sort of structured way. What happened to just like some tension? Is he going to propose? Is he not? And then ultimately they're like, we're not ready, but let's leave together. And they have a romantic finale on the beach. Yeah, give us more overnights, right? I
1: want more. Let overnights. these people hang out. I don't know. It's very, it's very odd.
0: They start having their conv- conversations one by one. Serene comes to grab Brandon first. It is a zero tension conversation. <laughs> their entire relationship. They
1: they are like Alexa and Brennan on Love Is Blind. they, yeah. they keep trying to make us think there's something. There's nothing. There's They're nothing good. Wrong.
0: And There's every time wrong. they talk about their relationship, they're both just like, it's amazing how I will love you forever. And I did from the moment I saw you and our love is perfect and different from any love in the world. And so they just have that conversation like 15 times. this Yeah. Episode. Again and
1: again and again. So they're Brittany out of the and way. Tyler, Brittany, yeah, and Tyler. they're they're staying. They're staying for overnights. Obviously, they're going to get engaged. Brittany and Tyler are next. She's like I'm ready to date him, but he hasn't told me he loves me. And I guess we'll have to break up
0: if he doesn't do that. She lays it out very interestingly. She's like, I don't think it would make sense to leave together unless he says he loves me. But if he does say he loves me, he's the one.
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm worried about this for you, Britt.
0: It's Which... confusing. It's quite It's quite a... Um, bifurcation of possibilities like two very distinct outcomes based on you are in love with me
1: by now or we have to end the relationship
0: and if you are in love with me by now you are the one (laughs) like it's not even we're gonna keep trying this i have to remind myself that they are both 25 yeah and i mean at this point i was like i don't even know what britney wants or feels she's just like he loves me. He's the one. He doesn't love me yet. We're breaking up I'm not forever. even sure
1: if she knows. Like, yeah. I, I did wonder, especially after the reunion, if, like, if if she was a little swept up kind of just in in the relief of finding a person that
0: she actually connected well with on yeah, the beach. Yeah, of having a, a paradise boyfriend. Yeah. So Tyler says to Brittany that when she punted a ball to him during the Sadie Hawkins dance, he loved her right then and there. She beams and says, you have pursued me. You've made me feel so loved. And I love you too. Red flags all over this conversation. Red She's like, what I love you
1: because you pursued me and love me. I'm like, oh, no. And he's that like, we've been work dating long-term. for
0: a week. And when you did something cute at a dance, I was in love with you. And I'm like, you guys sound like you're 16 years old. Like, this is not uh, real." At least they,
1: they know enough to not get engaged. They're yeah. like, let's go date. Let's meet each other's families. Let's head to Chicago. And that's great. Love that they're allowed to leave and yeah. just
0: date. Clearly, that is the most they should be allowed to do at this yes. point. So they leave together in their suburban. I want to say I always thought that it was black suburbans, but there's quite a color range of suburbans. There were like champagne were suburbans, like, white suburbs.
1: Whatever suburban you have on deck right now,
0: there. I mean, listen, it's hard enough to find a car these days in this economy without exactly. finding on the color you want. Am I right? I'm like
1: supply chain <laughs> issues.
0: They have someone on standby, like whenever a suburban is sourced, to like immediately <laughs> exactly call them. like that hurts alert. Like <laughs> Joey and Shanae are Joey thinks totally on the same page. No engagement, but like let's pursue this. Which to
1: be fair. We did see a conversation where they said that exact thing to each other like right. the
0: before. <laughs> I'm not faulting Joey for thinking yeah. this. Yeah. Because they did say this to each other. Shane however knows she has done a whoopsie. She's like I shouldn't have said that cuz now I want to break up with him. Yeah, she's like
1: I don't I am 30 and I don't really want to date a 24 year old and we don't even live in the same place. Like I don't again I don't fault anyone for being yeah. like this has run like, its
0: course. We don't live in the same place. He lives in his mom's house. Yeah. I live somewhere else, not in his mom's house. So it's not going to work. And there's this big age gap. Like yeah. I
1: too you know would would feel that, would feel that maybe this was a limited time endeavor. Shanae, of course, though, has (laughs) to express this (laughs) in just, like, the rudest way possible. She is
0: not a person you want dumping you. It doesn't feel good even to watch. So, I mean, she starts by expressing that she herself is scared and upset she's like burying her face in a pillow she's like it's so hard i'm scared and joey's like about what and she says about myself where i'm at joey knows immediately what's happening he is not he's not actually a dummy
1: he's like okay so why didn't you express any of this before like i thought we were on the same page and then she's like but you're young, and you live with your parents, and blah, all these things that were very obvious, yeah. but I just chose not to address He's right like, now.
0: for now, I live with my parents, like, not, like, forever. And she's like, I'm just looking for someone more independent. And he's like, well, I wouldn't say I'm not independent just because I live with my parents. Listen, reasonable <laughs> people can differ. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of a lot of people do live with their parents into their twenties, and it can also be somewhat cultural. It's clear that they have a very strong attachment to their mom. It's not for everyone, right? But it does seem it, it must be very hard to have her sort of projecting all these broad assessments of his character traits based on these details that about his life that are just sort of being wielded against him in this ungenerous way. Yeah, like,
1: and, like, even at this point, I was kind of like, uh, Shanae," but, like, okay, okay, I guess I understand. And then, and then she goes harder. I believe we have a clip. I just feel like I'm, like, your fun, cool, yeah, and, like, not your girlfriend. I'm not looking for someone that just, like, continues like to be
0: social media freak, TikToks all over the place, like... All right. <laughs> uh, I... I'm... But I'm not. Like, you're a great person, but I'm yeah, not but looking for that. I'm not that, though. I don't know what... I've never even mentioned that. All these things you're saying, none of this was mentioned before, I like know, TikToks and like that has nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, like I want, I want a man. Like I don't want I don't, someone I'm, that's on the You're saying I'm not a man? I'm not saying you're not. I don't want someone at their God. house
1: making TikToks and dancing and like...
0: I don't do that though. This is almost like disrespectful right now. It's really disrespectful. It's really
1: disrespectful. It's not almost <laughs> disrespectful. She's like, you are not a man and you're a social media freak. Yeah. I really want to dig into this because first of all, every single one of these people is trying to monetize their social media.
0: Right. It's kind of the whole job description. It's why they go on these shows that put them through emotional hell. Like it's not for fun. (laughs) It's to build their platform. Lots of them are on TikTok now. And I don't know. I remember when Joey and Justin were cast and we were all like, "Oh, they're babies. They're so young and they're they have like a twin TikTok account. They're professional like they're club TikTok promoters." Twins. We were like, "Red
1: flag, red flag, red flag." Which... And
0: like, we still don't know that much about them or how much of that is or isn't true. But it does seem to me like from this conversation that Shanae doesn't either. Right. It sounds like she is basing a lot of this off of like the public discourse around the twins when all we had was like their cast photos. Right, she's like they're just making making so many TikToks and dancing. Listen, I did look at all of their TikToks. Maybe they deleted a bunch of TikToks, but there aren't even that many of them <laughs> and none of them involve TikTok dances. I'm Maybe like, I'm missing also something. On TikTok. Someone send me your tips. I I'm just like what are you talking about? He's like I'm so confused. I've never brought up TikTok to you once. I don't dance on TikTok. Like He's why? He's like that's
1: also not who I am like what are you talking about like this is really he's like and now you're saying I'm not a
0: man because I like right because I because I made some on TikToks? TikTok <laughs> like what are you talking about and also it is so rude it's so rude like to to call his like manhood into question because he uses social media or he dances on social media whether I mean, he does or not is really offensive
1: all such a bad look and it is this weird thing where it's like well if you're a woman obviously you need to like perform attractiveness and whatever skill set you can in order to make a buck on social media because like as a woman that's where your value lies in yeah. your physical appearance if you're a man trying to monetize those same things you're actually not a man at all right and in fact you're a child who's not deserving of me a woman who is also operating under those same imperatives. Like, it's right. just
0: very odd. Gender stereotypes rearing their ugly head. I also Ugh, think that, like—
1: harms everyone. I
0: don't think I've ever seen someone do this before. Like, basically have a whole relationship on Paradise. Get to know a person for real. And then at the end, be like, I'm dumping you because of your, like, your social media perception. Your,
1: yeah, your very limited your public perception.
0: Right. It's, it's very again. Odd. It
1: was just totally unnecessary. Like she very much could have been like, "Look, I feel like you know we make sense together here. I've had such a great time with you, but like we don't live in the same place. We're at really different points in your in our lives. I am thirty. I am looking for something serious, and I just like don't believe that our connection is strong enough to yeah. to get there. If we like, should, again, they should you don't us have to, to be an breakups. asshole.
0: It is not that hard. Like." Maybe they need someone who is a little distanced from it to provide a more objective, uh, speech. But, like, Joey doesn't seem that hard to break up with, I gotta say. Like, for, for the fact, for all that we her. didn't get he's to know like... them very well, he's been very respectful, he's been very understanding, he's actually listening to what she's saying. And he seems pretty good-natured about it. I think if she said all the stuff you just said, like... I'm sorry I I probably led you on, but the more I've thought about it, I just realized we don't really make sense outside of here. In the real world. In the real world for what I think I'm looking for in my life, and I've really cherished our time together. I think he would have taken that like a champ or a man, to use another outdated gender stereotype. I'm
1: just saying, for all the like toxic shit we've seen on this beach, Joey and Justin have just mostly seemed like a good time.
0: Yeah, a little passive, like, sure, with Flo and Mara. But they do
1: listen. They are responsive from what we've seen in conversations. And, yeah, part of that passivity means that they're probably pretty easy to dump. They're not going to, like, lash out at
0: you. Yeah, you don't need to be a dick. I think they're they're – actually coming out ahead on this season. um, I agree. Because we knew nothing about them really before. And now I kind of like them. Same. (laughs) Even if they did go on to build their TikTok following, which I don't really see that much evidence of, especially compared to everyone else on the show.
1: (laughs) Also, if they want to, fucking go ahead. Who cares? You're... I hope all these people take this emotional trauma and build a TikTok following. Monetize it. Get some amount of money from this shit. We know you get paid like... A maximum of ten thousand dollars to do this show
0: yeah so finally she's like I just don't think it's there and he's like all right and they part ways in her in the moment she's like maybe I could have handled that better but I'm looking for a husband not a TikTok boyfriend he makes TikToks a lot of them again I'm like Shanae what are you talking about and Joey is pretty hurt over the whole not a man comment, which I think is fair. fair. I, I would feel very hurt if I were the recipient of that breakup. And he's like, it's so hard. I just want love. I just want what Justin and Flo have. Cut to Justin and Flo having the breakup conversation that Joey and Shanae should have had, which is one I of loved this. Is like, hey, I don't think we should pursue this outside of paradise. And the other one is like, yep. That sounds good. And they're like, we had a wonderful time together. Let's hug it out.
1: Yeah, it's like super respectful. They're like, we knew what this was. We had a great time. This was fun. Thanks for being my like great makeout bud on this wild adventure. No one needs to be like blamed.
0: Right. No hard feelings. Like You can just break
1: up with someone. It doesn't have to be someone's fault. Someone doesn't have to have done something for you to break
0: up with them. Everyone needs to learn that lesson. Yeah. So congrats to Justin and Flo on a very mature conversation. The twins then get in a suburban together. Joey really needs to talk to his buddy. He's like, I just got completely disrespected. She said, I'm not a man because I live with my parents and I'm on social media, which, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I heard, too. And Justin is like there to be his pump up guy. This actually really made me want to be a twin because I was like, I too wish I just had a built in person from birth that I could be like, I'm having a tough day. I want to talk to them. They're going to give me a good pep talk because they have your face. So it's like you're looking in a mirror. (laughs) Yeah. And Justin is like, if a man is defined by being family oriented, treating a girl with respect, if she can't accept that you're a better man than she could ever be. Very sweet. And they're like, all right, let's get home to Sunday sauce with mom. (laughs) I bet it's delicious. I do love the tradition of the Sunday dinner with with the family. I think that's very sweet. I'm sure at some point they will no longer live with their parents, but maybe they'll always have Sunday sauce. Sinead is crying in the Suburban. She's like, I just want to take someone home and show them off and be like, this is my boyfriend. We're so in love. He pursued me. I want that so bad.
1: Everyone just wants to be chosen. That is what we are learning. Everyone wants to be pursued and no one
0: wants to have to do any pursuing. Yeah, that's that's the that's the situation we're <laughs> in right now. I get it. We all want to be pursued, but it can be mutual and also it doesn't have to be the whole defining thing of a relationship I was in a relationship in which I was the main pursuer and the whole relationship wasn't good but our like feelings for each other were not invalidated by that you know what we did have was real and it's not like less valuable because I made the first move and There is just this narrative that is so hard to shake. Looks like if you're really a worthy, desirable woman, that will only be proven by a man going all out to win you over.
1: Right. It just ends up putting the value on these like big symbolic gestures or these things that you imagine a partner that's good for you will just like intuit about what you want Mm -hmm. and not on the smaller things or the more mundane things that actually make a healthy relationship that actually make you fall into a steady love with someone. And that is just so apparent watching shows like Bachelor in
0: Paradise. Yeah. Johnny and Victoria are next and they are so in love and happy. Johnny is like I feel so confident and validated that this beautiful girl wants me, which seems to be a big part of the dynamic. Like he keeps bringing Uh, it up.
1: That really, I was like, this is standing out to me. Yeah. Like Johnny is shocked that Victoria wants to be with him. And so he's entering into this relationship dynamic, sort of feeling both like defensive and insecure. It's... You're just like yeah. this is not going to be good. Like you need you need someone to just accept to to yeah. accept that someone loves you and also to see that other person as like not someone that's just on this pedestal above you. Right.
0: How can you ever really be honest about what the relationship is giving you if you just have this narrative that you're lucky, you're lucky to one. even be there. Exactly. Um, there's a certain amount of just like I'm the lucky one that can be healthy in a relationship, especially if both people feel that way. But the his whole narrative of their relationship is like I am given valued by her being with me. Right. And that's like a lot of weight to put on your relationship because then if she isn't into you anymore, like, do you have confidence or... and value anymore? Yeah. So they basically are both open to keep moving toward a possible engagement even though johnny when he came on the beach was quite opposed to it he's like you've really turned my world upside down and you know i want to i want to con- you know i want to be open to these things because it's you so all right we got two we'll have couples to wait and sting. watch yeah Genevieve and Aaron are next. Genevieve and her in the moment is like, hopefully we get engaged. God, I'm going to need so much therapy after this. That also sounded a little <laughs> bit Frankenbitten
1: bitten together to me. <laughs> I think that they may like she was saying something else. And then it sounded like a break. Yeah. when she said get engaged. And I was like, I feel like they they put that in there I'm to make sure. her seem yeah. more like certain about how things were going to go.
0: Yeah, I. She think will need
1: therapy, though. She definitely. Hope will hope she's need in therapy. Therapy,
0: yes. Aaron sits down with her and tells her that he is conflicted, and from this point on, it is just Aaron giving a speech. He tries to leave openings for Genevieve to respond, but Genevieve does not Stone-faced. wish to in this moment. <laughs> He says, I devoted my time in paradise to you and us. I see this light inside your heart. You just glow. You have this super special quality. I fell in love with you, and that's a fact. Now we've gone through some ups and downs, as you know. And he laughs. There are a lot of jokes in this speech. He's like, the main thing I have an issue with with us is whenever there's something wrong you've wanted to leave. That's scary for me. This is probably the easiest it's going to get. Life is not easy. We need to be teammates. I need someone that can give me security. And if I'm willing to stick around, I need someone that is willing to stick around too. For that reason, I don't think I can continue outside paradise.
1: And he really does in this whole thing. He's like, the problem here is you and yeah. how you kept leaving me.
0: Yeah. The thing is, like, you've wanted to leave and so we have to break up. And then he he says that he loves her and he'll always cherish this time. He wouldn't do anything differently. She's still silent. He's like, is there anything you want to say to me? And she doesn't speak. And then he sort of like pops his lips and he's like, you're a great girl. At the end of the day, you're a great friend. You look beautiful today, by the way. And then he leaves. And she very calmly gets up and marches up to pack her bags. She's clearly just processing. She's taking it all in. On some level, I want to be like, that was the correct decision, Aaron. But I'm just so mad at I'm him. I'm annoyed he got to do it.
1: Yeah. Like, you don't get to break up but it, with her. it was the right decision. Yeah. Obviously, they should not be together. We also... There are now all these rumors that Aaron dated started dating someone right after that he maybe was already involved with before. Who knows? Yeah. Hard to say. But... The problem is that Aaron is just so calculated that I, like, find it hard to give him the benefit of the doubt.
0: Well, also, like, let's look at what actually happened structurally. They had some terrible arguments, which, from my reading, were largely driven by him and his inability to accept that she also has insecurities and emotional needs and his sort of patronizing way of talking to her. And then she would be like, wow, I can't be in a relationship with someone who talks to me like this. And she would try to break up with him. She would pack up and she would leave. She'd be like, it's over. And what would he do? Both times, follow her and convince convince her her to stay. stay. So that he can then very calmly, like two days later, explain that he's breaking up with her because she's not a good partner. And it's like, okay, you could have let her break up with you two days ago. She wanted to. She was so confused and like, in such a weird place when you kept, like, convincing her to stay, even though she had felt like she couldn't be with someone who was so disrespectful to her. You managed to, like, talk her around so that you could be the one who got to dump her. And you could use the thing that she would already done. Right. Which I think
1: starts to sink in for her. She's like, wait, if the reason we're breaking up is that I tried to leave, that already happened. Like, why— Why wouldn't you just let me leave? Why would you just that is a deal breaker in the relationship. So Victoria finds Genevieve kind of calmly and silently packing her bags, and tries to get her to like talk about what happened. And Genevieve's like, he completely turned it around on me. Like, I get that I kept packing my bags, but it was because of the way that he talked to me, and I thought we got through it. Why have me stay if you're not going to be okay with the fact that I tried to leave? Um And I was like, yes,
0: Genevieve, you're finally gaining some clarity. <laughs> she's putting the pieces together. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's like, I wish I just brought up the fact that he didn't mention one thing he did. And Victoria's like, you know what? You don't deserve this. Everything you've told me is not okay. Like, that's your Victoria's being a good friend. And Genevieve was like, you know what? Yeah, I need to tell him this. So she heads off to find Aaron, who has flopped on the daybed. And as epic, threatening music plays. And everyone's, like, gawking, like, these people, they're explosive.
1: Genevieve is crazy. I'm, like, she's literally just going to have a very direct and normal breakup post-mortem conversation with him. But whatever. She is a threat. Um, And so she sits down next to him. And you can tell Aaron is pissed because he's, like, I gave my speech. Um, Right. I thought I was done here. It's over. And he's quickly very annoyed that she thinks that she has a right to like demand any space from him after he's broken up with her she's like you tried to put this all on me and he's like well I complimented you
0: he's like I just complimented you and tried to cherish this time and she's like you told me I looked pretty and he's like you didn't say anything to me you didn't ask me how I felt which why would she need to because he was just you literally said how you felt and Genevieve is like you are just trying to rewrite everything because I only reacted that way because of what you did and he says so it's my fault and I'm like yes it is but Genevieve is being more mature than me and she's like no it's both of us but you put it all on me and he's like I'm not it's just that like it's regardless of all that you packed your bags and it's clear it will happen again so we don't mesh You don't hear what I'm saying when I'm saying it. And she says, you don't hear what I'm saying. And he says, I do. I truly do. And she says, oh, 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 God, no, you don't. Yes, Genevieve, he does not. Why is this? He's always so convinced that he is inside her head. He's like, you don't understand me. But I obviously perfectly understand you. And no matter what she says, nothing can change his belief that he understands her completely. It's really wild. He gets to be the arbiter of her emotions as well as his own. Right. And he's like, "What's the point of this?" And she says, "I didn't say what I needed to say." And he says, "I should give you that opportunity now?" Like,
1: fuck. G- off, dude. Yes. Give yes, you're, you, you were you had rel-
0: opportunity. Also like you were in a relationship
1: with this person. Actually, you're Until, only like 5 minutes ago. Right. Like your only responsibility if you are the person who has broken up, well, maybe you've a couple. One, like don't continue to reach out to them. Two, you give them the space to also express themselves to you. That is what you do when you are in the power position and have ended a relationship with someone. You give them the space to also be a partner in, in ending that relationship.
0: This is the thing. is He was he had his speech ready. He knew it was going to happen. He gave her these little pockets of time to say something. He was like, Those that's all you her, needed. That's all you get. Like, it's on right. my timeline. And the content of the conversation has been is determined dictated by, by me. me. I think that, like, they're still pretty clearly within the breakup conversation window. Yes! It just happened. She's finally gathered herself to say what she needed to say. And he's treating it like... He's some sort of, like, celebrity who's, like, oh, I'm sorry, I actually, my two-hour window for signing autographs has ended, so, like, I don't think that you can just follow me to my dressing room and I will give you the opportunity. Like, what are you talking about, give her the opportunity? Like, like you're dispensing your time right. to her as a gift? This is how he always does it. He's like, everything is on your timeline, but everything is on his timeline. And if it's not in any way, he's like, why am I not in charge of this? It's so messed up that I'm not in charge of the timeline that this happens on. And then he's like, it's not going to work no matter what you say. And she's like, I'm not saying that it could work. I know it can't can't work. She's like, like, I am just trying to say my
1: piece. I am trying to express how I feel. I am not trying to get you back. I am not trying to like change how this ends. I am trying to say, that this was a mutually bad dynamic and, like, you are not a victim here. Yeah.
0: He's like, oh, so you're just trying to make me feel bad? You don't have to. Like, I know it wasn't just you. And then he's like, sorry I called you beautiful. I should have called you something even better. And she's like, what? And he's like, because you didn't like it, right? And she's like, what? Like, no. Psychotic. It's truly just, like, the way that he will craft this speech to have these little just, like, Gentlemanly bits in them that then he refers back to it as if it was the only stuff he said. He's just like, all I did was no, say you were like, beautiful and that I cherished he's like, our I'm, time a, together. I'm a good person because I said you're pretty. And, oh, I'm sorry that like you didn't didn't like my breakup speech because I called you just beautiful and I should have said something better. You just dumped her and blamed her for everything. What are you t- like? What are you talking about? It's not about whether you gave her a good enough compliment. Mm-hmm. He's Ugh. then
1: Aaron's Ugh. like you can pack your bags and I won't try to stop you this time. I promise you that. And Genevieve's like, yeah, I don't want you to. She just looks, it's like something has like fallen from her eyes and she can now
0: see clearly. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? This is like, if he had just let her leave the first time, She would have been saved so much suffering. But he would have gotten so much less screen time. And he would have been the one to get dumped. So, you know, instead, he got to give a beautiful, gracious dumping speech and have maximal screen time. So it's really win-win. In the Suburban, Aaron is like, at the end of the day, I was glad that we spent the summer here together. And now I'm not. Way to ruin that. That's Genevieve's (laughs) fault, too.
1: Uh, But Genevieve. Genevieve has some clarity finally we have a clip of what she says in the back of her suburban
0: there's so many things i overlooked because i wanted it to work it makes my brain itch it it does doesn't pain me
1: but it makes my brain itch i just wasted my time on a child and that's big facts
0: that is big facts that is big facts. Go off, Jen. I think that we have both perceived Jen as someone with her own issues and relationships. And I think that Genevieve also perceives that about herself, especially by the end of this. Yeah. But the way that Erin, like, took advantage of that made me enraged. And I'm so glad that she is finally able to see, like, oh, even if, like, I – have my issues like he was really in control of this and convincing me to overlook issues just for this like it's bullshit
1: and also it speaks well of her that she even when she is angry even when she is frustrated with what he has put her through she also is always willing to say yeah, I I did things that contributed to this dynamic as well. And like, that is the mark of a person who is capable of growth. Yeah, That is a mark of maturity. Someone who's just trying to like rewrite the bounds of conversations in order to confuse the other person, that is not a person who's capable of being in a mature relationship.
0: Yeah. I am glad that this relationship is finally over and off my screen. And this brings us to Michael and Danielle. And this conversation to me was from a different show. I think maybe the show that they want it to be. I think this is a big part of why the show did protect Michael so much, which they did. He is a walking Nicholas Sparks hero. Like he, in this scene, epitomizes their target aesthetic. It's like corny and sweet and schmaltzy and kind of like annoying and cloying at times, and it also melts your heart. And it's just like you know when the Notebook came out, I went to the theaters once and watched it and laughed the whole time, and I then I went back and cried the whole time. And that is just the sweet spot of like, is this ridiculous or is it the sweetest thing I've ever seen? That and this in- probably both, but like I, but I'm into <laughs> exactly. it exactly. I like alternated throughout the scene between being like, come on and also like crying. So he sits down with Danielle on the beach in like the shimmery afternoon sun. And she tells him she goes to bed every night thinking about walking down the stairs and seeing him and how he practically bowled her over. And she's like, I feel so lucky and Michael says that since his wife passed, he's had difficulty giving and receiving love and he's felt incredibly lost, wandering, and numb, which for empathetic emotional people like us is a death sentence. He's he's wiping away tears. He truly speaks in movie dialogue. He does. And then he's he this is like truly a Nicholas Sparks set piece. He brings out the most important thing he owns. It is a compass. he had made for himself he also had one made for Laura and James shortly before she passed away and he says I bring it with me everywhere I go so I don't get lost on the inside it says I'll find you wherever you are I can't help but think this compass brought me to you even in this moment I am both weeping and I'm like this feels so scripted (laughs) I'm like this does feel like Channing Tatum is just like saying this to like Amanda Seafried or something, in a movie
1: written by Nicholas Sparks. I loved it. I was like, I agree, I agree, and I also was like, I love it. I just sometimes I want ridiculous, well-produced romance on my screen, and I, I also just actually believe that they are connected and that they do feel yeah. these things about each other, well, but whether that is, or not. Like the
0: magic of Michael you know, for the show. They're like, we found a guy who like. As far as yeah. I can tell, really feels all these things and like is this person, and he is willing to kind of yeah. and able to kind of sell it on camera. You know what I mean? And that is what the bachelor is always yes, looking for. That's no wonder they desperately wanted him rarely, for the main. Rarely franchise. found. Yeah. It's so hard to find. And then they were, like, and then we can just, like, build around that. Like, we bring in the perfect person for him that he already has, like, an online friendship with. And then we, like, give them a date and then another date. You know what I mean? Like, they, they create yeah, this little bachelor experience for him on the beach.
1: Exactly. And I do think we can, like, acknowledge that obviously the show did protect him. And also that, like, that doesn't mean Michael is some, like, evil calculating person, right? Like he was set up to succeed in this environment
0: and it seems like he did. And that's really lovely. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that they are happy. Like they really seem so stunned by the depth of their connection and, and so happy that they found each other. And he tells her he wants to introduce her to James when the time is right. He wants to meet each other's families. He says the future feels hopeful.
1: They also have a conversation that I think is is really interesting. We hadn't heard them kind of acknowledge this before, but Danielle is like, you know, I hope you know I would never try to just kind of step in. Like she says, I want to meet James, but I hope you you know I'd never try to just step in. And she acknowledges like our losses are very different. Like I think people are really intent on being like, they experience the same thing and that's why they're together. And Mm -hmm. it's like, They both experienced profound and traumatic loss, but it was very different. Danielle was much younger. She was in a relationship that by her own account was much less healthy than what Michael had with Laura. And so like the ways that that grief plays out is not going to be exactly the same. And I thought that that was important and interesting to see see addressed. She says like, you know, I can't look back on my loss and say it was this beautiful, safe, happy relationship. And I know that when you look back on yours, it was this incredible love. And I just want you to know that I really respect that and I honor it. And having listened to a handful of podcasts where people speak about kind of dating after this loss, like I think that having a partner, I would imagine, who is like, I honor the fact that that love for the person you lost is not a threat to me, and mm. also is not something that is going to go away. Yeah, like that seems really important. Yeah, and
0: Michael says she would love you. She, that is when be I started happy, crying. It was you, and so am I. And then they make out in front of like the late <laughs> afternoon water, and the light is like shimmering off the water and around them, creating this sort so of cinematic, cinematic effect. <laughs> and I was like, this would be in the trailer.
1: It's also just like so chaotic because you're like, we just had this like insane exchange between (laughs) Genevieve and Aaron. And you're like, that's one show. And this is just like a whole other show. But they're happening at the same
0: time, I guess. The Nicholas Sparks show within a show. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back for the rest of the finale. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy.
0: I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down.
0: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
1: I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah,
0: everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's zol dot com. Anyone who's been listening to this
1: podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article that lovely chair out on my deck article our big console article I'm my bed frame article this is an article household
0: it is and it's I mean it was an inspiration to me we finally got our first article piece of furniture recently our new couch and. My husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of.
1: And we are back, and we are just left with two couples, Serene, Brandon, Johnny, and Victoria. And so I guess it's time for them to just go on, like, a fancy dinner date for some reason. Sure.
0: <laughs> I why mean,
1: not? Why not? It seems fun. But they're like, wow, there's only four people left on this giant beach. Yeah. I guess we have to decide <laughs> if we're going to propose pose yeah to
0: each other I kind of enjoyed this just because I've never seen anything quite like it it's just like a, a really fancy double date and they're all just like let's share our favorite memories of the beach <laughs>
1: I thought it was actually a really fun scene but it's just I continue to be so confused by the choices that are made yeah. in editing of they're like let's compress all the explanations <laughs> during the reunion but like what we do need is a very extensive
0: dinner scene. Yeah. And like lots of camera panning over the the elegant layout and people groaning and being like, Oh, this sauce is fire and like oh at least they mm. were
1: actually got to eat the food. Yeah. Was <laughs> on the table.
0: It's rare. And they talk about how this is like just like when you graduate high school and you go out for a fancy dinner with your friends to talk about your memories. And I was like, Is what? <laughs> Did they mean like pre like prom dinner?
1: Which I it was
0: my memory of prom involved a lot more of like being crammed in between your friends' dates who go to different schools that you haven't met and you're all uncomfortable <laughs> and you're like tight up dues. Um we did go
1: to a fancy dinner and it was
0: it was fun. So. Yeah. No, I did a fancy dinner, it just wasn't fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> but they offer some of their favorite memories. Brandon and Serene describe a moment when they were just holding each other in the pool and then they parted ways to pee on opposite sides of the pool. They're like, you know, everyone does that. I'm like, do we all they're just like,
1: pee in the collective pool? They're like,
0: we were the only ones in there. And I was like, how often do you think the water gets
1: fully changed out? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have, I had some questions about
0: that. I do think a solid percentage of people do just pee in the pool, but, um, well, couldn't be me. Not me. Serene also remembers when she came down for their first date and Brandon got really emotional and I think we have a clip of what Brandon says in response
1: I saw you in your dress and it was like a father looking at his daughter oh okay that's <laughs> <word>. oh,
0: that's <laughs> that <was crazy>. <laughs> let's run out of it rewind rewind <laughs> dad I
1: don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's hot out. It's hot but out. But you know so. when they
0: cry when they see
1: them in the yes, dress for the absolutely. first time? Absolutely. That's what i First look.
0: Like, first look.
1: The first look.
0: Uh. <laughs> you can say that sentence again without the weird part. <laughs> what is happening? Is oh, he not- my
1: God. I found this fucking hilarious I also really enjoyed Victoria being like hey daddy
0: <laughs> I feel like he couldn't think of the word groom it's like we don't even remember who the guy is at the wedding like who's there with the bride no a father? I
1: think he <laughs> did he mean wedding day or did he mean like a father and her? his daughter
0: is like coming out
1: I genuinely In, like, prom believe I, I that
0: he was know. thinking of like when the groom tears up when she's walking down the aisle, but he conflated some things, maybe like a father with, with a groom. It. He misspoke,
1: and <laughs> I was glad that everyone was like, "Ooh, ooh. No. Yeah, no!" And he's like, he caught himself. He's like, "Wait, I'm that's like no, I'm implying a lot of incest here. This is not what I mean."
0: <laughs> but I think that what I really enjoyed about this. Is that I think for the first time I have ever seen, everyone in the scene is just like,
1: cut, take let's
0: take that one again. <laughs> and they'll show it without the weird one. I I don't think we've ever seen the cast overtly acknowledge like a retake or hint that something isn't spontaneous. Because then they just say it again as if it's spontaneous. And they obviously do retakes all the time. Right. But the show doesn't want you to think it's anything other than like a naturalistic docuseries. series. I guess they were like, this
1: is so funny that we are willing to break the fourth (laughs) wall in that way because this is hilarious.
0: It's interesting, though, because they also could have just not included the part where they're like, you can say it again, you know? Yeah. They could have cut to something else. They chose to, like, show them redoing it. And I just think they're loosening their hold on the, like, verisimilitude Which I think is a good thing. I mean. It's a good thing. It's better for people to be more aware of how constructed it is. Victoria says that she remembers falling in love with Johnny when they talked about having kids. And he said, When we have kids, I'm just going to be like, go talk to your mom. I don't care. Go talk to your mom. Great attitude for a father
1: to have. Fall in
0: love with him because she knew what kind of dad he would be, to which I can only say, a bad one? It doesn't matter. You're just like, like, who
1: cares? I found out he's going to be a
0: bad dad and just like a dad. So sounds pretty good the bar is in hell for fathers just gonna put that out there i just like i i I was like i need to understand what you're talking about here she's like it made me see you as the father of my children he's like oh the father of her children all i have to do is never pay attention to them and just be like go bother your mom and i get to be the father of her children it sounds great for everyone but He's got to put a ring on it first. And
1: so now it's time for fantasy suites where they can really have these tough discussions. Yeah, they got it. By tough discussions, I mean only Johnny and Victoria because Serena and Brandon have zero
0: problems. It's really quite hilarious to me, though, how Brandon and Serene both try to make it sound like they have so much to discuss. Like they're heading off to their lavish hotel suite. And Brandon is like, I have a lot built up that I need to get off my chest. And I'm like,
1: what? You said it all, buddy. You you said it all. You said it's the most perfect love. I'm in love with you. Are you ready to get engaged? Because I definitely am. I'm like, what possibly could be building up for you?
0: I'm not aware of a depth of feeling that someone could feel or express that he hasn't expressed often in front of everyone else on the beach. Like they'd been <laughs> dating for like four days when he stood in front of everyone and was like, Serene is the most special woman I've ever met. I love her and so much. openly She wept. is the one. <laughs> and <then> wept. <laughs> but he's finally going to be able to let it all out. So they sit with their champagne. And they talk about how amazing their relationship is. And Serene says there's so much trust between them that even during split week, she wasn't even worried. And she's never felt safety and love like this. And Brandon says, I'm never letting you go. Not now, not today, not tomorrow, not ever. I'm going to love you for the rest of your life, senorita. And they laugh and laugh. And he's like, you got kiss me eyes. And they make out. Brandon also speaks in, like, romantic movie dialogue. 100%. 100%. This
1: is why Michael and Brandon are the romantic male heroes of this season, because they are just like,
0: this is who we are. We should have had their bachelor seasons and Rodney's. How is it that we had all these great guys and we got Clayton and Zach? No shade to them. I'm so angry. No, I'm (laughs) furious. I'm extra furious
1: after the— promo that we got i can't
0: we'll get to that briefly serene says brandon just has it all is it all he's the one they take the fantasy suite key they start making out on the four poster bed and brandon says i think hands down serene and i are the most secure relationship to ever head into a fantasy suite what could possibly go wrong
1: nothing nothing Literally nothing literally nothing wrong
0: i mean something could go wrong at this point i guess which would be just like absolutely catastrophic sex but yeah i don't think that that even at this point would derail an engagement it would just more be like well it's not quite as perfect as we hoped but we forge ahead sex <laughs> exactly. therapy if we must <laughs> johnny and victoria have a little bit more to deal with yeah but they are going to forge ahead anyway spoiler alert as they sit Victoria notices that Johnny's pretty shaky. And she's like, are you nervous? It's me. And he says, that's what's nervous. Johnny is not well. This is not a safe situation.
1: (laughs) This is not good. This is not going to be good. He's like, they toast to him meeting her. He's like, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And they're both like, wow, this relationship has completely changed what I thought I needed. And I'm like, that's not a good.
0: Yeah. Victoria's like.
1: that can happen but like yeah ugh, it's giving me pause yeah
0: victoria's like love isn't a checklist like you've altered my idea for what a husband and a man in my life should be and he's like it's johnny and she's like yeah and i'm like again did you really work through the fact that you want really different things <laughs> for your no. life shortly after this or um,
1: also oh, they both are just like, wow, we both always have a
0: tendency to pick people who aren't right for us. And they say yeah, that. Who aren't available, overly. who aren't right for us. He, he, She's like, I never really felt like I deserved love. I actually wondered if she was referencing some of those rumors about her, you know, being involved with men who are in relationships. She's like, I always yeah. been, I've always been drawn to guys who aren't fully available because I felt unworthy of love.
1: Yeah. And that's that's a real. I had friends thing. who have that pattern. Like there is, that's a that's a real thing. Like, yeah.
0: it 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 is, ugh.
1: and it made me sad for both of them hearing both of them yeah.
0: talk about kind of these like deep wells of insecurity. Also, because sometimes when two people are really driven by that feeling, you can't help but wonder if they are clinging to each other partly because they're both just trying to like fill that hole of feeling, yeah, loved and worthy. So she brings up that he told her he didn't feel good enough. And I think we have a clip of what he responds. I mean, even just when it comes to, like, looking at myself in a mirror, like, I just hate everything about me, and it's the weirdest thing ever. Johnny. Yeah. And I feel like every time I was in some kind of relationship with someone, it always ended, and they were gone, and they dipped out without, like, any kind of anything. It was always for someone else. And um, I don't know. I, I don't, like, I've just never felt worthy. Johnny. Uh, I think aside from the specific relationship history, I've maybe never related more to someone on this show. I <laughs> like, know. how often do people talk about that thing where you're so depressed and insecure that you just look in a mirror and you're like, wow, I hate everything about myself.
1: It's yeah, and I don't and even sucks. know why. I, yeah. just,
0: I just hate myself. And, yeah. like, It made me
1: really, really sad to hear him say that. And then also given the like very particular foreshadowing that we kind of get here of what's to come. I was like, I really hope he has a good support system around him. I hope
0: he's in therapy. I hope
1: every one of these people are in therapy. Yeah, like
0: generally hoping everyone is in therapy with someone not affiliated with the show. Exactly. And Victoria says, well, you are enough. You're the best guy ever, and I just love you. That's why I can definitely see myself marrying you. It's interesting also how they feel strongly about each other, but there aren't many like, I don't know, either they can't articulate it or they just don't know the specifics of why. It's like, you're just great, and I just love you. and it's hard to, like, articulate what it is about their dynamic or each of them as people that leads to that feeling. Um, anyway, maybe we're just picking this apart because of what is coming, but that's our job, folks. So she says she didn't come in intending to get engaged, but she's ready. She sees it with him, and it's not scary when she thinks about it with him. And Johnny is like, that's what scares me. He's still like scared. he is scared. Yeah. He's
1: scared.
0: Also, the way he talks about engagement is so, like, such a male stereotype, too. He's like, if I get engaged, I'm done. In the world, I'm done. <laughs> and I'm like, well, life continues, let me tell you. He's like, I'm not going to get engaged just because you want to. And this makes her upset. She's like... This is heartbreaking. He's not ready. But at least they have a beautiful four-poster bed identical to Brandon and Serene's that they can have some serious conversations on. I'm sure all they did was talk. Yeah. And now it's
1: time for the reunion.
0: Reunion. Because
1: we do not get the engagements yet. They do a very, like, sort of have kind of a, men and women tell all type thing, then give us the like finale finale and check
0: in with the final couples. So... Yeah, it's weird. It's totally a mashup of like women for yeah. men tell all live finale yeah And after the final photos. <laughs> yeah. It's... So we start with all of the cast on stage who are there for the reunion, not the final couples. I'm going to say half of
1: these people, anything they said got cut.
0: Yeah, we don't hear from most of them. Uh, on stage are Sally, Hunter, Jasenia, Kate, NC, Eliza, Jill, Aaron, Lace, Justin, Jacob, Sierra, Kira, Romeo, Logan, Andrew, Genevieve, Sinead, and Rodney. And also our resident mixologist and provider of misogynist pots during Wells, who gets his own little cabana bar on stage. For no reason. By the end of this, I had
1: forgotten he was there. Same same so they kind of dive right in first up is romeo we get like a zoomed in screenshot of romeo's terrified eyes as he leaves the beach with kira romeo's just like nervously giggling the whole time i don't
0: think romeo speaks during this whole segment like we do not hear him speak wells is like maybe he says like one or two things but Mostly he's just nervously giggling. Wells is like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen on Paradise, hands down. And Kira's like, he's fine. We're so happy. It's great, right, honey? She's really leaned into like playing up the I kidnapped him bit on social media. Well,
1: they do have a good TikTok thing going on.
0: (laughs) It's creating confusion for me about whether they're just doing this to maximize their platform leveraging after Paradise and to, like, kind of spin their edits or if they are actually dating for real. I think they
1: are at least dating casually. Yeah. That's my understanding. Okay. Because, yeah, I know that Romeo's, like, gone out there to to visit her. It just is I, I do But so... I don't know. It's, just... it's odd. It's so I'm odd. I'm also...
0: Kira did a really weird tweet about Elon Musk and now (laughs) I'm
1: like extra confused.
0: She's like a Musk stan, I guess, unless that's also a bit like I've reached the point where she is just a Bachelor Nation troll. I don't know what she's saying just to get a reaction and what she is actually doing or thinking. And it's extremely confusing. In a way, I applaud it that they're they're leveraging their weird storyline to make jokes and like get a little attention. But I'm like, I do draw the line at defending Elon Musk. Elon,
1: I agree. That's where Kira not. lost me. I'm like, you had do all the kidnap napping TikToks. Those are hilarious. Do not defend Elon Musk. Okay. And then she, <laughs> absolutely and then not.
0: She, Romeo tweeted like something more like supportive of the Twitter employees. And she's like, let's talk about this offline. I was like, what is going on? Is this part of the whole joke? thing you guys have going or are you in a fight about Elon Musk now
1: I was just like thank God Romeo is on the correct side of this debate or else you know I'd have
0: to have a we'd have to have a conversation with him um Jesse but we move right on yeah Jesse then turns to split week and all the various fallouts from that and he turns to Shanae and he's like so you explored multiple relationships but you resented Logan doing it too okay the twins aren't there are they Mm -mm. yeah
1: they are not a part of this reunion. So, Shanae only gets kind of questioned about her relationship with Logan. And this, her take on Logan was so weird to me. Yeah. She's like, Logan didn't actually want to explore other relationships. He was just trying to
0: spite me because I went out with James. And then she says, at one of the first row ceremonies, he reminded her to keep her options open, even though they just told the room how confident and secure they were. And Logan is like, yeah it's possible to be happy and confident and into someone and also be like, I'm not going to chain you down or control you. And he denies having pursued Kate out of spite. And Shanae is unmoved. I'm just like, Shanae. do you think that people only have feelings in reaction to your feelings? Like they might just have other feelings.
1: Also, we (laughs) need to talk about the fact that Logan took a real fashion risk and showed up in a turtleneck with a completely like, Shaves. I actually face.
0: did not recognize him
1: I was like I don't know I think I need the facial hair to make a comeback
0: I I saw that he did a TikTok that was like when you try to trim your <laughs> facial hair and you end up looking like a naked mole rat or something like that
1: <gasps> again <laughs> Logan has won me over he knows how to make fun of himself yeah in a good way while also he came to this reunion I feel like Really prepared to stand up for himself in a way that was also, I thought, respectful and earned. And
0: yeah. Good for him. Jesse then draws Kate into the conversation. Kate is in a dramatic, dark sequined cat suit.
1: <laughs> I loved it. I was, it was really a, I was really into her. That outfit. was
0: a reunion show look. I was like, if I saw that on a real housewives reunion, I would not bl- bat an eye. It was great. And he's like, why were you so on phase to pursue someone who was dating Shanae? And Kate is like, well, it didn't phase either of us. It was a mutual pursuit based on our really tangible connection between us. And then he asks about her concerns with Logan, and she she turns to address Logan directly, and she says, "The way that those concerns came across was so out of pocket. I hate that you had to hear that. When I was vocalizing those concerns, it was to my girlfriends in private, something I never ever wanted you to hear." And like this everyone made is me- laughing. <laughs> Logan is like there's kind of cameras everywhere
1: and like you're mic'd. <laughs> this was so funny cuz I was like the first sentence I was like oh Kate's coming here yeah. to apologize. Like great. And then she's like the thing was that was just a private conversation. Like I understand what she's what she means in the sense that like you might say something harsh about someone kind of like in a different context and you don't fully mean it or you they're not intended to hear it but like Girl, you're on a show. You know, you're on a show. Yeah. It's
0: not even like they were like <laughs> in the bathroom with like the boom mic stuck under the door. Like, I'm like you're going get around telling everyone. And also in your ITMs. Yeah. It was in her ITMs. I was like, girl, what are you talking about? Also, like, <laughs> I personally, if I found out that someone talked about the people they were dating that way behind their backs to their friends, I wouldn't want to date them, honestly. Like, if I found out that, like, my boyfriend talk oh, about that, me that way to th- I've always I always do like strive to be respectful of my partner, even with my friends.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I have said things in a way that I wouldn't want that I wouldn't like express it in sure. that exact way, or I'm overly harsh or something. But this was beyond there that. we obvious. This was beyond that. There were obviously like very clear kernels of truth, and I think
0: she she, and kind she was of doing tries like to pivot bits. it. She's doing little right. bits about him, like and
1: she's like, you know. it it wasn't actually about the car you drive or the gym. And I'm like, no, but I think it it was. I think
0: it was. She was like, I was just feeling like you weren't ready for a serious partnership. And I'm like, yeah, because you feel like that's something that only happens with someone who has a lot of money. (laughs) I think that's pretty clear. You're like, a serious partner has a lot of money and he doesn't. So (sighs) Logan has clearly prepared a response to this. I think we have a clip. Four
1: years ago, I moved to California with nothing but my car. I wanted to have a career in film. And for a while, I was a a scuba instructor. I walked dogs to get by. I I did whatever I could for a whole year. And I ended up building an amazing career using a camera. And I'm so proud of that. And it's something that took a long time. And uh, I tell that to Kate. And uh, she made fun of me for it. She tried to humiliate me for it in front of her friends, you know, and everyone cackles. Yeah, it it showed a lot. I wish you did say it to me. It would have cleared a lot of things up and I would have been able to explore other things.
0: Yeah, he was wasting his time with someone who viewed him with contempt. Who didn't respect him. And honestly, like, I can see maybe weaponizing those things to your friends after he, like, dumped you or something. But, like, you were... Dating him, and you were turning like his vulnerable like disclosures of himself into comedy routines to your friends. Like it's not a good. It's just cruel. Yeah, it
1: was cruel, and I understand why he felt hurt by it, and felt like, yeah, why, why didn't you just express how much disdain you had for me and the life that I live? That would have just been clearer.
0: I think that was a very fair response. It was really just about what she did and how it made him feel and he's never really like attacked her personally at all no um and so again logan has his stock has risen for me this season it's shocking it's worked for much yeah truly (laughs) i like
1: logan now
0: i think he i don't know and now it's it's jill and jacob's turn (sighs) jill's like split week broke me i was so hopeful about things with jacob She's wearing like a blush dress with pearl, pearl studded. She looks beautiful. I loved her outfit and her hair is great too. Jacob wearing a gray suit and also pearls. They're almost matching. His <laughs> hair is down. He says, my one regret is that I had such a connection with you, Jill. And he gets up and walks over at her and takes her hands. And he says, as far distance as we are, I think we actually have a real connection. I'm open to a relationship with you if you are. And she says she's open as well. The crowd goes wild. They make out. He picks her up. They run off stage. Jesse is like, This is so magically unpredictable. It, it never Who stops. You could have known. You could have known. And I'm like, This reeks of planning. Nothing Obviously. has ever felt more planned to me. <laughs> I don't. But I
1: wish them the best. I, I hope
0: Jill's happy. I do too. Jacob, I was really hard on throughout the season. And I still think that maybe Jill could do better. But. He also grew on me. I think he was pretty good natured through a lot of challenging times on the beach. And, yeah, he left on a good on a good note. he He was fairly communicative. Yeah. He and, is um, not that funny to be a clown, but at least he is a good natured clown.
1: yeah, and he <laughs> has also been willing in the aftermath to kind of make fun of himself. And I yeah. do also appreciate that.
0: So let's turn to Eliza Rodney and Justin, a group of people. I was like, Justin, in quotes, because they seemed to cut out. He's present, like, <laughs> but he's not really speaking. Yeah. This is also a group of people that, like, I liked a lot more than Logan and Jacob when the season started. And a couple of them, their stock has fallen a bit, which is, I that's know. hard. That's the hard flip side of of seeing nicer sides to people on the beach. They watch the supercut. Rodney and Eliza both look so sad afterwards and Eliza says the saddest part is she feels like it was supposed to be Rodney that's what she wanted and she's just disappointed with how it went Jesse then turns to Rodney and is like you encouraged her to go on the date with Justin and Rodney is like well point of fact I actually said if you are are not totally sure it's me you should go because I didn't want to be controlling or like limit her. When I He's had like, been allowed he, to explore. Right.
1: He says, like, a week before I was dating Lace, Lace is there, another person who doesn't get to speak Yeah, she just kind of time. flinches.
0: Yeah. And Eliza says, well, all I needed to hear was, I don't want you to go. And Rodney says, I told you, I don't want he you to literally, go. He literally said
1: that. <sighs> like, I, I didn't think, it feels like Eliza has been clearly, like, very shaken by you know, she was clearly someone that was very influenced and destabilized by people's feelings on the beach. I yeah. would imagine that that is happening and tenfold. And perhaps
0: production with, as well.
1: And production, but, like, with the public response, mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just wanted her to come in and be like, I made decisions that I made. I own those decisions. And, like, we're all moving on. And instead, it felt like she was, like, still trying to please
0: all of the different right. she was stakeholders still, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is the hard thing is that she does seem to struggle with like owning her decisions. Like yeah. the caving to pressure and then being like that wasn't like, really was my a... decision and then being like it was a mistake to make the decision that I did make. It's just it happening just, again like, and again.
1: Right. Like you kind of you kind of have to to like center yourself and talk about I don't know.
0: It's, so it's tough. Jessie asks if she still has feelings for Rodney and she says of course I never stopped having feelings for you. I think you we would be in the best relationship. I think I made a mistake. And Rodney is like, yeah, no. Like I I you really hurt me and humiliated me in front of everyone. And now I'm finally getting out of that place and I wish you nothing but the best. You're you're amazing, but like nah. It's also
1: been months, I will say. Like, it has been months since they finished filming. And also, something that interests me is that there were some spoilers out from the reunion that indicated there was, like, a conversation with Justin where it seemed like things with Justin and Eliza didn't fully, fully end Mm. on that day in Baltimore. Like, they had talked about maybe meeting up after, which didn't end up happening. So it's like... Yeah. It's clear that it was just a it wasn't a clean right. ending
0: for any of this. And I think it's obviously for the best that they all move on. I completely respect Rodney's decision, so I don't want this to be read as a criticism of Rodney at all. It's absolutely not. In fact, I want him to be single so he can be the bachelor. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that there is kind of a pattern and we see it on the main shows, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and and also here. That, like, a relationship can sometimes resume after a man rejects a woman on the show, Mm. but it cannot resume after the women reject the men, or at least not in any meaningful way. You know, maybe they'll go on a date, and then he'll date Gigi Hadid, you know? It's... Men don't really overlook being second choice on this franchise. They never really let it go. And women will often be like, well, he came back. And... Tamika is bringing up Becca and Thomas. That's true, but I don't. I do think that was like a pretty different breakup because it seemed so short and so just a question of not wanting to get engaged. She also didn't
1: didn't dump him for someone else.
0: Yeah, like I. That's absolutely true. There are these exceptions. Becca and also Thomas is just like a sweet boy. Um, yeah,
1: I love Thomas. Also, yeah. that is a I rare think that's exception. A, that's actually that's also an interesting exception given that what we know about them is that they are quite willing and like into fucking with kind of extremely rigid gender norms. And I do think that when you, a lot of people who end up on this show, because of what the show is, like, do have this, this desire to kind of cling to gender norms that i i personally feel are outdated but like
0: i do think we see those things playing out in that way as a result and i i don't think that to say that is to say like men should give women a chance after they're dumped for someone else on national tv i just think it is sort of telling that it often does happen that the bachelor will go back for his second choice and she will take him back and just be like happy that he's there or that it will happen with Jill and Jacob twice this season. Jill and Jacob and Kieran and Romeo, both women, got dumped in kind of humiliating ways by the guy being like, there's someone else I want to pursue more. And they're left looking kind of foolish. And both of them are now dating again. And we just, I don't think we very often see the reverse um, with rare yeah, exceptions. And I do think that um, it's just something that I always keep an eye on because of how we get these switcheroos on The Bachelor and just never on The Bachelorette. And it's often true on the beach as well.
1: Oh, wait. Also, I want to say, I want to just put some little tea in here that another person that didn't get to speak during this reunion was Sally. Yes. And something that was hovering over all of this shit was like, is Justin just really into Sally? And I want to say that one of my good friends was at dinner in New York City recently and saw Justin and Sally out at the restaurant with a group, but they were sitting next to each other and they were holding hands and yeah. we do a photographic proof of that. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but just going to say, it really feels like they didn't want to touch that one yeah. during this reunion and I'm interested <laughs> to see. Just
0: putting it out there. Yeah, this was uh, a that that <laughs> fun little piece of gossip. Also... Yeah, this whole triangle was so messy. They didn't even want to go there. Exactly. (laughs) On that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Genevieve and Aaron's hot seat. Can you keep up? I like loving.
1: I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily,
0: Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I.
1: And we are back and it's time to talk about Genevieve and Aaron again. Jen comes up to the hot seat first. She looks incredible. Uh, just some really great outfits um, on, this, on this reunion. She's in like this emerald lace kind of like sheath dress. Beautiful. Aaron, Aaron joins them and he's like, yeah, you know. It's just, it was tough to watch this all back. I really just
0: remember the good things, despite the, quote, recency bias with the breakup. (laughs) This is the hysterical thing about Aaron. He is the bachelor contestant version of a pop science airport book. Like, everything is attributable to some sort of, like, neat-sounding scientific hypothesis that may or may not be true. His citations (laughs) are not included and probably don't exist. (laughs)
1: Uh, But they both say, you know, they haven't talked since they left the beach. And it's interesting. They both seem to show up. They don't want to, like, have drama.
0: Yeah. They had enough on the beach. Yeah. Genevieve goes first, and she tells Aaron she knows she made a lot of mistakes, and she takes accountability for being emotionally reactive and how she handled everything, but that she also thinks it's important to say that she reacted because of what he said and how he said them, and that... That doesn't mean that she doesn't bear some blame, and she apologizes for her part. And I was kind of ready for Aaron to be to like push back on, yeah, this. yeah. I was worried, and I think Genevieve was worried.
1: Like she seemed tense. She was like, "To be clear, I'm saying I'm saying it was my fault too." Yeah, like, but Aaron is Aaron again, always not, does not, not try when
0: he's prepared a speech. I will yes. say. And when things go smoothly with that speech and it gets no pushback.
1: Exactly. I think he really decided that this season as a whole, he's like trying to not come off as badly. (laughs) So he's like, look, I should stop you right there. Like I was prideful. I was foolish. I was just a straight up dick. Sometimes he says, I was ignorant of your feelings. I want to be a kind, generous and understanding man. I want to be that for you. And looking back, I wasn't any of those things.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, he apologizes, and Genevieve seems so stunned that she's just getting an apology for this. That she starts to cry and gives him a. She just seems so relieved that he's not like tearing into her. Yes.
1: Yeah. She was like,
0: "Oh, thank God." Okay. She's. Oh God. I. I feel like she was almost being like, "You don't even have to." Like, no, that's 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 more than enough. And I'm like, "Well, it's fine. Accept the apology." <laughs> um, she earned it, and. That wraps up their segment, and hopefully they never interact again. Brittany and Tyler are they still in Ooh, love? They are not. They're not.
1: Tyler comes out alone.
0: This is like the collection
1: of sad boys. Yeah, from like Johnny Tyler with like Logan on the
0: side. Just this like collection of Gabby yeah. and Rachel's season sad boys. I think Johnny and Tyler went through something so eerily similar in a lot of ways. Not identical, but like with a lot of eerie similarities, and they were on the same season. It seems like they were incredibly closely bonded over the last few months.
1: Oh, yeah. I know. Cause it's interesting. They obviously spent less time together than other people on Gabby and Rachel's season, but it's like and on the they beach. both made yeah. it. They both made it to the final four.
0: Yeah. And then they went through this experience on the beach and leaving thinking they were in love and than getting dumped by someone in Italy. So Tyler comes out <laughs> alone. He's like, clearly we're not together. And Jesse's like, how shocked were you when things ended so soon after you left the beach?
1: We also didn't get a timeline. So yeah, we I'm really like, how soon? didn't
0: get a time. We never get a timeline on these That's uh, so annoying. Tyler, though, starts off inauspiciously, timeline-wise, by being like, I was so hurt on The Bachelorette. But finally, I let my guard down again. And I'm like doing the math. I'm like, finally, a month later, like finally during your flight directly from hometowns to the beach. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It just happened. He can't waste any time finding his perfect girlfriend. And he's like, everything was awesome at first. After after we left, she came to Jersey. I went to Chicago and met her family. And then she wanted to get away for a little. So she went to London and then Italy and she FaceTimed me from Italy and said we were two different people leading two different lives. And he's like, and that was the day that my hometown aired and Rachel dumped me on national TV.
1: I was like, that is very rough. Again, not, not Brittany's responsibility to like (laughs) not break up with
0: him because he's about to go through a different public breakup, but like. Man, that's That's a rough day. Getting dumped twice on a day, on one day. Oh
1: God, Tyler, so rough. Tyler, oh man, I feel sad for Tyler. The timing is is so
0: weird that I was like, did she dump him because he got dumped on (laughs) hometown? But no, it seems like it was brewing. It
1: seems like again
0: she she got swept up,
1: and then Tyler is just a deeply earnest guy who maybe like I can see people being like wow I'm into him because he's into me and then you're like maybe him being into me isn't
0: enough yeah yeah also timeline wise I do want to say hometowns aired in like mid late August so this would be about a month and a half after filming or they finished filming and yeah end of June yeah a couple months so yeah, I do think that um, Tyler probably falls into this this trap of women being so excited to find such a sweet, loving man who wants to like shower them with affection, and then they're like, "Oh, he's not my guy." So Brittany comes out. Her vibe is chilly. It is frigid. Cold. <laughs> I don't oh know what's going God. on. We don't like get any clarity on. Why she is so chilly. Is she just, pri-
1: I couldn't tell if she was just like primed to be perceived as the villain. And so she was like preemptively putting up it's this defensive not wall. not something that's going to help you. And also like Tyler didn't <sighs> say anything bad. Like he just yeah. said like we're not together. And then she dumped me.
0: So she basically says when we left paradise our relationship was at an all-time high. And I'm like, yeah, it was a week and a half old. And she says, I slowly just didn't feel the same. I didn't want to waste my time and energy on something that wasn't working. And Tyler's like, you told me every day how much you loved me. And I felt so lucky to have someone like you who loved me that much. And she says very curtly, that's not how it went down. I asked you for a break within hours. You were Snapchatting, DMing, messaging me, asking me to talk. It was too much. It does seem like there is an element of, like, she wanted to be pursued, but also sometimes it can feel very smothering to be constantly pursued when you just need a little space to yourself.
1: Yes. I was just like, clearly she just didn't like him. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to be, like, constantly getting so
0: much attention if you're actually not that into them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, but it just, yeah. like, it
0: sucks. He's like, you weren't honest about your feelings. And she says, we did talk about it. But also the communication was bad on both ends. And I'm like, so did you talk Wait, about it actually? About or it? you didn't? And like, wh-
1: <laughs> It sounds like they talked about it when they broke up. <laughs> that is I, what it actually sounds like.
0: I mean, I guess that she expressed that she needed space. Needed space. And maybe yeah. she thought that maybe they miss missed each other on like what that actually meant about their relationship versus just her needing a little vacation
1: i'm like what this seems like is a normal breakup between two 25 year olds who w- thought they were really into each other and then one, one of them goes to, to italy and and then <laughs> she in a, is a little bit cowardly and breaks up with him in italy like <laughs> I don't know. It just seems kind of like a thing that happens to people who date each other. Yeah. Um,
0: Jesse asks if it was ever real for her. And Brittany says to Tyler in a very accusatory tone for some reason, I loved you so much. That was all real to me. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> And then Jesse asks if there was something else they could have done. And she says, maybe have a conversation before it got to this point. So again, I'm like, did you tell him how you were feeling? Or was the communication so bad that you didn't have a conversation at all? I'm getting conflicting narratives. Or like, maybe you just kind of pulled away and you were like, it was clear. Yeah, I was ghosting him and he (laughs) (laughs) didn't. I don't know. who knows? Every one of these messy breakups, I left their time on the couch feeling more confused, more confused about what actually happened, the timeline, the 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 blow-by-blow blow of how it went down. But they leave it basically at him being like, I a month after we broke up, I hadn't heard anything from you. If you really love somebody and care about them, you check up on them. And... <sighs> Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I do think it's okay to have a clean break too, but I can understand also being like, it's not like she handled the breakup in a way that was going to give me a nice, clean, healthy break because it was such a muddled, messy breakup. And then silence. And also
1: these things are also extra complicated by the fact that they know they're going to have to relive all of this in the public eye and kind of be like go- going to have yeah. to, message this to the public yeah and so I think you hear like from both Tyler and Johnny like that that is part of it too like you didn't check up on me or give me information and you knew we were gonna have to do this yeah
0: also like I it's just hard it's just always so impossible to know people's motives but it it must be hard not to question and and I do question a little bit if you go on a show to get a lot of attention on national TV, maybe boost your profile. And that is through making a romantic connection. And then that like somehow immediately goes away right away and you just start distancing yourself. It just it has to raise questions for Tyler about whether it was ever
1: real. Here's the thing. I don't blame him for wondering that. I also don't blame Brittany for being like, I'm not going to stay in a relationship I don't want to be in. Right. Oh, like, of course. It's just
0: always on these shows, people want, they're like, it's so great. Finally, someone really has to commit to me. And then they're like, oh no, I really have to commit to them too. And like, I actually, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I don't really like
1: them that much. Bye. <laughs> like, but it did just feel really good to be wanted. Yeah. By someone. It felt so
0: good to be chosen. Uh, so let's put that behind us. Michael and Danielle hit the hot seat. She has gone more apricot with her hair, which is trendy right now. It looks great on her. I loved it.
1: It It looked great. And I also love that she did not shy away from wearing a deep red bejeweled jumpsuit.
0: Why would you shy away from such a thing? It looks incredible together. It's fantastic. She and Michael look so cozy on the couch. They're glowing. She says life has been pretty freaking wonderful. Jesse then brings up Michael's Important, meaningful relationship with Sierra. I feel like the show really fucked Sierra over a little bit, and now yeah. they're like, "But we treasure her serious and important relationship with Michael, which is so important." I'm like, "You guys, this was such okay. a <laughs>
1: weird exchange because it also felt like they cut like she. It feels like she probably said more, yeah, but they cut it. It's
0: I. I know they've been. There's been like this social media." I'm so conflict confused going by all on, of And it. I would like to see it get hashed out a little bit. And instead, it's just like... Not addressed? Yeah, and, I mean, like, Michael says... I mean, Michael apologizes that he didn't give her the closure she needed and for hurting her. And he's like, you deserved more than, you know, than me. I couldn't give you back the love you were giving me. And... I'm sorry I hurt you. And she says, I have a lot of different thoughts in my brain, but at the end of the day, I want you to be happy and find the perfect person. And I'm like, this is the moment where I'm like, I actually would like to hear some of the hurt and Uh, frustration that Sierra has been expressing on social media brought into this conversation.
1: Yeah, because clearly she feels like there were things that weren't shown or things that kind of complicate the narrative or like, and it seems like her specific frustrations are not just that she was broken up with, but that like, it, he kind of used an out, yeah. That was like I'm not ready. When that it clearly was just like it's I'm
0: not into you enough. Yeah, I think he I, was I weaving it's... a web of Nicholas Sparks language because what I actually heard at the time was like I am trying to date again and I'm not very good at it and I hurt people and I'm and you're one of those people because I'm missing something with you but I led you to believe otherwise.
1: Yeah. And I think she maybe didn't.
0: I think a lot of people that. heard something different, like Sierra, th- which is, I'm not really ready for love again. And I'm sorry. Right.
1: That's also not what I heard, but I think that is what she perceived. I think that's and maybe probably there were other takeaway,
0: too, because <laughs> it was just very flowery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, like people have different perceptions of breakups. And when you're on a show, again, there's all these other. Yeah. There's all these other things that you're dealing with. So I think that she's perfectly allowed to have frustrations and have feelings and about to it. To feel like discarded and, and like
0: kind of a stepping yeah. stone. No one likes to feel that way.
1: And so, yeah, I wish that they – I just think it actually would have done more to like put it to bed had they had it felt like they actually gave her more of a voice. Yeah,
0: exactly. So back to Michael and Danielle. Danielle says they chose to end their long-distance relationship because she's moving to Akron, but not and in. And
1: like, Jesse's like, so you're moving in? And she's like, no, no, I'm getting my own place. I yeah. don't think that James would appreciate a roommate. And I was like, this is respectful. This does seem wise. Yeah, Good job being adults.
0: And Michael says that she has met James many times and that James loves her. And Jesse asks Michael for any final thoughts. And Michael, just Michael's the hell out of this moment. He's like, <laughs> I, he turns to Danielle and he says, I'm incredibly guarded. You've been patient with me. I've only said I love you to one person in my life, but I love you. And Danielle whips her head around, shocked. She's like, "She, you did not just say that. He has never said I love you to her before. So he said it in this moment on the She's couch. like, what? <laughs> on television. I'm like, you're not on the show anymore. You've had so many private moments to say I love you for the first time he's a cinematic romantic he's hero. He's, he's given he's it just, to the camera he's given it yeah he's like
1: i saved this one up <laughs> but okay they seem genuinely happy hope it works out also for them.
0: incredible that they c- get in a clip a reaction clip of Sierra clapping and saying that is so cute and i'm like i don't trust this show that could be from oh, any any moment in this reunion. i don't think it was from this i at doubt all. it was from this <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see what you're doing. You're like Sierra's fine with it. Um and we are really happy that Michael and Danielle are are yeah. thriving and I I have
1: a real soft spot for the two of them. I just We want everyone to be okay and respected
0: and healthy, is the truth. We can't pick a side because our side is everyone except for Aaron, who is my enemy. (laughs) And finally, it's time to cut back to the beach for Proposal Day. Before we even get to Johnny and Victoria, Jesse is like, I know you've all been hearing those rumors about Johnny, Victoria, and Greg Grippo from Katie's season, and we are going to get to the bottom of it tonight. They are not—
1: he literally says this at the top of the entire episode. I'm like, my guy, not everyone reads spoilers. Like, what are you
0: there? They, they both it's like they give, used like, to no- act like no one saw them. And now they act like everyone sees. them.
1: Right. It's like they both assume everyone has all this information and also like give us none of the information we'd need to actually clear anything up.
0: Well, they do describe they describe the rumors later in the segment, but they don't really get to the bottom of anything which is what they promise exactly so first let's get these crazy kids engaged so they can have a messy breakup let's let's join johnny with Neil neil lane
1: neil lane is like look i'm here i'm ready to be a main character and i'm ready to give you the tasteful yet still giant engagement rings of your dreams,
0: but no, Neil's like, I'm not going to show you rings, Johnny. First, tell me about this girl. He's, tell me if he's you're like, ready I'm a, for an engagement. I'm
1: actually a relationship. <laughs> he's therapist. the gatekeeper.
0: He's like, you only get a ring if you prove that you're you're worthy of a ring. I'm like, okay, Neil, you're giving out rings to whoever will take them. I mean, he is, because what Johnny says would not make me feel reassured that he's ready to get engaged. What Johnny says is, I came here against engagement, but now I feel like I have to do it. I have to. Because of where we are and how we feel. And Neil's like, you don't have to do anything. And Johnny's like, well, I want to. Is And Neil's like, yes, (laughs) that is the correct
1: answer. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Now he can see the rings. He has said the password. And... Johnny is just like everything he says about it makes me more, my heart sink more and more. He's like, You know how no. much I preach not getting engaged? Something as big as this needs to hit me like a train. Victoria has definitely come out of left field and hit me in the mouth. I thought I was going to be a single, hopeless romantic until I was 30, 40. If it has to be with He's- anyone, I'm so happy it's with Victoria. So many things <laughs> happening here. I was
1: laughing at, like, he's like, I thought I was going to be single till 30. Can you imagine? Okay, let's add a 40 in there, well, to, I guess. He's like, forever. This is the thing. I'm
0: like. Being single man, until you're 30 for a man in America is actually pretty normal. And 40 <laughs> is a lot is of people do pair off between yeah. those ages. Those are just different ages to talk about being single until. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, you can
1: be single till any age and that's
0: cool. I mean, you absolutely can. But I, I don't think that 30 and 40 belong as a set in that conversation. <laughs> They're just like diff- like a lot of people who are going to end up having pretty conventional marriages and families. Are single at 30 yes, and that's like not some bold anti like establishment s- statement to be like i thought i was gonna be single at 30 like yeah <laughs> a lot of guys are and also he says if it has to be with anyone i'm so happy it's with victoria i'm like dude it doesn't have to be it with it doesn't anyone. have to
1: be with anyone you don't have to he's you talking about to. it like
0: he's going to be like sentenced to jail with one cellmate and he's like at least Victoria will be there. That's not what this is. No one is making you do this. Oh my god. I yeah. So this is not this is not hopeful. He's not ready to get engaged if if he hasn't yet accepted that he doesn't have to get engaged to anyone ever. Once he's accepted that he doesn't have to get engaged to anyone ever, then he can think about getting engaged. Meanwhile, Victoria is re- like I'm. I'm ready. I have instead of a checklist, a feeling—the feeling of love—and I know it's right because it's Johnny. She dons her avocado green satin. She is so hot, and
1: this dress looks incredible on her. I was also like, not everyone the most can pull relatable. off avocado green, no, or satin, or satin. in general, and frankly. My her most relatable moment is that at the end, I did see that she had developed some like boob sweat that had discolored yeah, the she's satin. Human, hell yeah! And I was like, "You are a human being," <laughs> because my first thought is, I was like, I like green satin I a a would what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just be sweating through any satin. Absolutely not. And it would be very visible. And I was like, thank God someone does have. Pores I will say, I don't know if it's the makeup
0: technology beach. or if they're just like if they've bred a stronger Bachelor in Paradise contestant. But I feel like it used to be a major plot line every season that the women were sweaty all the time. And now a lot of them just aren't ever looking that sweaty and I'm like what happened how how Maybe it was just cooler this season anyway back to the romantic proposal she joins Johnny on the beach she's weepy she tells him he's become her best friend she would never want to do this whole experience with anyone but him I'm completely head over heels for you Johnny tells her he's never felt brave or strong or secure in himself but God has decided to bless him with someone as special as her And he feels like it's fate. He says, I've never felt this way about anyone in my entire life. I know life is tough. I understand your fear of abandonment. I'm in the same boat as you. That's why I'm standing here to let you know I have your back forever and always. I'll never leave your side. I want to take care of you when you're sick. When you're upset, I want to make you happy. I think every king has a powerful queen right next to them. You're my queen, Victoria. He whips out a huge ring with one tasteful halo. She accepts. She's been laughing and crying throughout the proposal, and he carries her off the beach. She's like, "We're they engaged!" Seem giddy. They do seem they seem giddy in that way. That's like we just did a crazy thing. And they're like,
1: ah, which you did
0: you, you did? you did? You, did. you, you really just did. got on
1: unga- engaged on national television?" So like that's a and fair you probably response. shouldn't have.
0: So definitely yeah. adrenaline's pumping. Back in the studio, there's huge applause because people, I guess, have. Signs up, blinking like yeah. Clap. They have to ap- <laughs>
1: applaud. And Jesse's like, "What a powerful proposal!" But as many of you know, like first of all, Jesse, you already spoiled it four times yeah. during this actual show. So yeah, but he's like, "That's not exactly where the story ends." There are posts, photos, and videos from all across all the globe. Across I'm, the like, globe. I'm like, I'm like, no, Carmen just from Italy, just from Italy. That's it.
0: That's across the globe. From here. And out comes Johnny for his hot seat to downbeat sad walkout music. He looks so, so sad. sad. And Johnny says they're not engaged anymore. They broke up. And he says in the first month after engagement, he started to feel not good enough for her. They started to fight a lot. There were rumors. Trust was lost. This was
1: confusing. This is where my – Okay. This is where a timeline would have been really helpful. Yeah. So or like from what I had seen reported. yeah, Yeah. Like from what I had seen reported, they had not officially broken up until like September. But they both seemed to kind of suggest
0: that maybe it was earlier no, or maybe he they were just in sort of he doesn't say that they broke up after a month he says things got bad within the first bad month. after
1: within the first month and she says yeah.
0: that then they broke up basically after that first month and he's like no we didn't and she's like I feel like we did I really wanted them to dig deeper on like the rumors and the lost trust like were yeah, there and, already like, issues these, because it's treated What also- these fights were right We don't know. Victoria comes out at this point in a little black dress and Jesse asks how she is. And she's like, I feel good. She's much more upbeat (laughs) than Johnny. And not reading the room. Jesse asks where it all went wrong. And she says, that's the million dollar question. And then she hears like a little sniffle to her right. And she turns to Johnny and is like, hi, by the way, how are you? (laughs)
1: She's really, she's trying to be, like, the magnanimous winner, but, like,
0: (sighs) oh, oh, it's just a rough,
1: it's a rough dynamic. And there's also, it's clear that, like, there's just a lot of shit both of them aren't saying. Yeah. That was my read. Or that was cut out. Yeah, or that was cut out because I will say, I'll, as we go through, I'll pull up some of what Reality Steve reported about the reunion because not. Yeah, we
0: know a lot gets cut. Yeah. She, um says they had a lot of ups and downs and that she told him she wasn't going to be engaged if she wasn't happy to get married. And she's like, three weeks out, I knew it was over. I was really straightforward about it from the beginning. And Johnny's like, no, we agreed to work on it. And Victoria says, didn't I say I wasn't going to be engaged we her fighting this much, this soon, this toxic? And he says, I think that fits your narrative. And she's like, what narrative? And he says, there's rumors that you cheated on me and switched up, decided to date Greg. That was something you told me was not true, but it's true. And she says, you know that I didn't cheat on you. You know that's not true. So already I'm like confused and there has been no follow up on whether they actually broke up after a few weeks or like why they would be able to come away with the conclusion with different conclusions about that or like. What the actual right, what nature of their them are relationship actually was, saying.
1: right? A- and here's the thing: even if they weren't broken up until the day day that was reported, which was like middle to end of September, that still doesn't mean she cheated on him.
0: It doesn't, but it also, <laughs> even if they broke up after three weeks, it also doesn't mean she didn't like. You know what right. I mean? Well, like, the,
1: <laughs> yeah, they just didn't. I, I, my point is, they just didn't. They're like connecting things that they didn't actually establish, and it's.
0: It's very confusing. It's just not satisfying. And Victoria says, you know, maybe it's hard to see me moving on. You want to blame other people for us not working out. But what is the appropriate amount of time to move on when you called me a bleep? Apparently, the term that was bleeped was fucking cunt. That is what
1: I got from.
0: Not only that, you said to me, you don't cook. You don't clean. What do you bring to a relationship as a woman? Johnny first denies having said this and then said he was just joking around in response to her saying, I will never cook her clean, which she disputes. I. Uh, who knows?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: Tyler tries to interject at one point. <laughs> According. This seems like one of the
1: things that was cut.
0: That he Reality actually Steve, did.
1: Reality Steve reported that Tyler said. That he had heard from a reporter that Victoria had cheated on Johnny at a party in L.A. And she was telling everyone that she was single. And at that point is when Victoria cut in and said, you need like, this doesn't
0: involve you. Oh, so they just that it is interesting. And I'm not a fan of how it seems like the show has really kind of circled the wagons around Victoria and Greg, which I'm like, odd choice. Like, I don't know why they're doing that, but they they, endor- they kind of release their relationship in this way that showed that they're both close to the franchise and to Nick and that their relationship is sort of sanctioned, even though it happened before her finale had aired with another guy. And then they're like cutting stuff, it seems like, from the reunion that would have made her look bad but they include her saying, oh, you said these nasty things to me.
1: Yeah. Reality Steve also reported. And again, we weren't there. It's hard to know exactly or like yeah. if his sources got the exact right wording, which often I will say really matters in, yeah. in
0: these conversations. So we haven't vetted these spoilers ourselves. We weren't there. We don't know firsthand what was said. Uh, that being said, taking it with a grain of salt, I think it's interesting to to look at what might have gotten cut. Yeah.
1: According to Steve, um, they also cut that Johnny admitting that he said things he shouldn't have and that he didn't call her a cunt, but that Victoria threw a wine glass at him and told him she was out of his league.
0: I mean, wow. I So... (sighs) He doesn't really deny having said that to her in the clips that we see. It does seem like nasty things were said on both sides. I I also do. I think my
1: general read of Mm -hmm. it was like this was a relationship that included a lot of insecurity. Yeah. And a lot of anxiety on both sides. And they turned toxic very quickly and probably did really hurtful things to each other.
0: Yeah. I also personally am not a huge fan of guys who think that they can use I was just joking around as a defense for saying things like you don't contribute to this relationship as a woman unless you cook and clean. Because I think guys love to just be like ironically sexist to their partners and it's yeah not as funny and cute as they think. But look, it's a really bad look to call someone that you love
1: a fucking cunt. And like that's a horrible thing to say to someone. It's also a horrible thing to like
0: throw dishes well, out of Right, person. I'm like, why, like, it seems like we're not really getting the full story, and it seems like Victoria is being really protected at this point, based on what we can I, see, because she comes out of this sort of looking like, I guess I she did, like, of kind of break great, his heart, but, like, he sound, it sounds more like he said some horrible things to her, and she was like, this just isn't working out, and eventually I met someone else, and... We got together and there was no cheating and we're really happy now. And I'm like, <laughs> I just am not fully convinced by this. It's it's a very strange edit. Um, but. She consistently denies cheating. And it seems like any conversation about cheating is purely just pegged to Greg. It's like you were posting videos with Greg. and. So what was that about and she's like I don't understand and it's like <laughs> posting a video with Greg after they broke up really does have nothing to do with whether she cheated. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like guess what? I I'm sorry but like she is actually allowed
1: to to have a hint of Greg that you, Johnny, could tell was Greg. Like it's I don't after you broke up. Like that's not really Right.
0: But I do think that it's it's clear that like at minimum there was some murkiness in how the relationship ended that she and Donnie yes. were still talking while she was perhaps starting to talk to other people, even if she and, and
1: also, and mm-hmm. also that she and Greg seemed to have had some sort of
0: yeah, that comes romantic up later. tension mm-hmm. ahead of time, yeah, that comes up, yeah, when, which we will get into, yeah. But I do think that there is clearly just at least a sensitivity chip missing a little bit that like they. Yeah did get engaged and we all learned about her kind of moving on with greg in italy you know while the the wound was still pretty fresh and like look
1: i i get that they thought they maybe wouldn't be photographed in italy but like And I was critical of Katie for this, too. Like, I think it's always good form when you're a public figure. You don't have to indulge an ex. You don't have to feel bad for moving on from an ex. But it is probably always the best form to give someone
0: a heads up. Yeah. That,
1: like, something might become
0: public. Yeah. And he says she did not do that. Um,
1: I also, I guess... If she, I don't, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just impossible for me to litigate because I'm like, they clearly both felt varying degrees of like unseen and unsafe in the relationship. And
0: yeah, I do just think it's, it's, I don't know. It's odd that his side of that is presented in this very muddled and clipped way. I, I don't know. But, This kind of brings the conversation to a close. You know, Victoria's like, this sucks. Obviously, this isn't what I wanted. I only got engaged to you because I really loved you. And Johnny is like, well, I consider talking to someone else when we're working on our issues, cheating, our emotional cheating. And Victoria looks really annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) This does get a lot of applause. Again, I'm just like, I remain completely unclear about the timeline and what happened during the various points of that timeline, right. and then like, Jesse's like, "We fit. We figured it out, folks.
1: Good I'm like, for no, us." I'm actually really confused, and uh, again, this is more evidence for why you should never try to litigate and be like, "I am on Team X," because yeah. there's Oof. a lot we don't understand. I, it's about sometimes how Eddie I do this feel
0: down. like I'm on Team Someone by the end of the, the season, but. This was like made almost deliberately more confusing in a way that it's hard for me <laughs> still. Yeah. But I feel I really feel for Johnny based on what we did see. And uh, it uh, it's sucks. just brutal. Meanwhile, um, Johnny leaves and we see some footage of Tyler going out to meet Johnny outside. They're still mic'd, so it's a sort of hot mic situation. And this is where things get really weird. Yeah. Tyler's like she didn't love you. You don't do that on stage. You could have so easily said the stuff she said to you and you didn't because you have respect. That's the kind of person she is. Nothing is her fault. She was faking everything. And this is where I'm really confused because I'm like based on the spoilers, she he did say some of that stuff and it was cut. But Tyler seems to be expressing that Johnny just like manfully kept his own counsel.
1: I'm I don't confused know. again, I'm so fucking confused.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um this is Intercut with our next guest, who waiting in the wings, Greg Grippo. I was just like,
1: Greg must really, really like Victoria because he looks physically uncomfortable. Yeah, to be back on this
0: couch. Or maybe he secretly is thriving on this. Why would you put yourself in this position? I don't understand. So I do think it's giving me, at this point, Nick Vile chaotic vibes. It's like, I keep <laughs> being the villain, and you know what? I'm leaning into it, and maybe I sort of love it. I don't know. So he comes out. He's in a black suit, kind of matching her. It's like Brad Pitt and Gwyneth era. He has some new
1: facial hair. And this is a grown Greg.
0: Yeah, this is where we learned that he and Victoria met through friends last year, and after Paradise, he told her that he wanted to get a drink with her, and so they went to Rome for two days. So I guess this October Roman vacation, the implication is that this was their first date.
1: Their first date. I think that that's what they're saying. Like, we were talking the first time we actually... Were romantic was
0: right. And that that trip everyone saw yeah. the first time anyone can prove we were romantic. And Victoria's like, yeah, obviously we couldn't go to like New York. And I'm like, yeah, you outsmarted the paparazzi. You went on an international vacation with another high profile member of Bachelor Nation who could have ever spotted you. They also show off their matching tattoos that they got during what is allegedly their first date chow on their arms which greg explains is italian for high and everyone's like oh yeah, we it's know. Italian for high yeah okay. <laughs> also i was
1: laughing because greg was like oh we're oh we're showing we're showing the tattoo
0: okay you came Guess here greg it. you gotta know what's going on and uh, victoria's like at the end of the day no one has to understand it everyone can hate us if they fucking want because i got this motherfucker and greg giggles in a very mortified seeming way And then there are just so many hilarious reaction shots of people shaking their heads as if to say, we do have to understand it. And you do have to care (laughs) if we hate you. This is all wrong. (laughs) Uh, At this
1: point, Tyler walks back in and is just like shooting fucking daggers from his eyes at
0: Victoria. Tyler is like Johnny's guard dog. And they, again, they both got dumped by women who went to Italy after leaving the show, madly in love, and it's gotta it's gotta sting, it's gotta bring you together even more closely. And
1: I this, just left all of this feeling bad. I was like, I don't feel good about any of this. I, I hope they're all okay. I don't even know what happened, but I feel icky.
0: I do want to encourage everyone to not harass anyone on social media. Oh my god, please do not. And please just just have some opinions and share them amongst feel.
1: yourselves and maybe not we don't have to publicly
0: shame or harass anyone. Uh stay out stay out of their comments. Serene and Brandon, true love. We're going to see them get engaged. Oh my god, how is there still so much left? Brandon puts on a beautiful violet patterned shirt for his proposal. He looks great in purple. I want him to he wear does. it more. Serene puts on her white satin sheath. Brandon has to mop his tears with his collar as she walks down toward him. And
1: imagine. Imagine just someone bursting into tears every time they see you. I
0: literally can't.
1: I can't imagine it.
0: She, I think we have a clip of what Serene tells Brandon.
1: I have always yearned for a life-changing love, but I had never seen it
0: or experienced it firsthand. But then I met you, and you came in to my life and showed me
1: that your love is so much more than the love I had dreamt of all those years. I feel like we have two hearts cut from the same cloth, and I have never felt more seen or understood in my entire life. In you, I have found my best friend, my missing puzzle piece, and my soulmate they love each other so much. It's so sweet. Brandon Brandon then returns this this beautiful flowery speech and says, "We have truly been through every single obstacle you can throw at us." Which, and I'm like, "Point of order, Brandon. Mm, There's been no obstacles what except are you talking like, about? split week, I split guess." Split week. <laughs> he said, "But it was the day you were taken from me. I knew I didn't want to spend Take another in. second bachelor in paradise. <laughs> Jesse has kidnapped her." And he said, I love you. You are this everlasting spark that has hit me so hard. I've come to the beautiful realization that from the moment I saw you, my happily ever after could have never started until I started a life with you. Wow. And he says he'll love her until his last breath. And he (sighs) wants to start forever with her. And so he kneels and shows her just a gorgeous emerald cut diamond ring. I mean… Well done, Neil Lane.
0: <laughs> he and proposes. They're engaged. She accepts, they're engaged. They're both radiantly happy. They seem more just happy and not like, what the fuck? We just did a crazy thing. happy. Yeah, yeah, just happy. And then Jesse's like, you're not stressed enough.
1: Will you let me just marry you right here? Like, now He's we're like, upping the ante
0: to try to force night, you to do more. I got ordained and wrote down some words. Does that sound like what you've always wanted for your wedding? <laughs> I'm like these are two of the most sappy romantic
1: people that you've ever had on this show. You think they want to fucking like fly by the seat of your pants, Jesse ordained beach wedding? Yeah, no. no, with none of their friends
0: or family. Please cut to the studio. What happened on the beach? Brandon and Serene come out together. She's in bridal white. Apparently, a big Stunning. thing now is like a turtleneck dress with a giant full décolletage cutout. It's <laughs> It's she a thing. looks
1: gorgeous.
0: He's in a white turtleneck as well and a slate blue suit. They both look so 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 happy. Oh, Their Brandon energy really pull together is off a infectious. Turtleneck.
1: I realized I really enjoy like a fall reunion because we get some
0: of that fall fashion. Oh yeah, turtlenecks, for example. Exactly, and. Again, they're both just like, this is so crazy. I'm so obsessed with this person and I get to do life with them. And it's just like the best thing that's ever happened. She weeps with happiness talking about watching the proposal. Brandon is like, they're I all love the shit crying. out of you. And then Jesse is like, so did you get married on the beach? And Brandon is like, we are not married because no, he's like, we... we are. Dramatic pause. Yes. <laughs>
1: not married. <laughs> and everyone
0: is like, oh. We didn't expect like, you, did you to be build married. Build this up, and uh, also,
1: yeah, of course you're not married. That would so be...
0: that Jesse could say things like, "We're going to that they they really had an unprecedented experience on the beach, <laughs> and it was literally just being offered to get married on the beach, which had never <laughs> happened before." And he's like, "We actually would like our families to be there, and most uh, people do who like their families." Which and they Jesse's both do. like, "Yeah,
1: that does honestly, that does seem he's fair. like okay." Jesse's like, "I didn't even want to do this, but I was told to." And yeah. game,
0: he's like. Brandon actually called his parents and his mom said she would, quote, kill him if he married Serene without them there.
1: And then it's so odd because that is, like, the end. They're like, we, they are not married. Ha ha. Okay, time for a preview. I was like, this emotional (laughs) journey is just peaking at all the wrong times for me. And then I was like, wait, but we have 10 minutes left. And then I realized, no, it's because we have to see a very extended promo of Zach shall crosses
0: bachelor yeah. season it's and what I, it's what jesse calls a quote wild journey filled with love heartbreak and many many tears and what i would call a big lukewarm mm. glass of milk i've never i mean they even try to bring sean lowen to be like this guy you
1: liked me, you'll like him they, i'm like they're literally doing have a parody
0: of sean's season promos and i'm like sean and zach are like so different like i don't really see the comparison but it's so much of zach taking showers and removing his shirts and then, like, Sean in the shower with him, like, scrubbing him off with, like, a shower loofah. I'm
1: I'm like, no, like, there was a reason that was funny.
0: (sighs) It's just, like, a different Bachelor with his own vibe, which is no one wants to watch his season, unfortunately. (laughs) Tajwan is going to be there and Victoria is shown in ITM being like, she is really into him. And I'm like, did you take that from another season just to, or is th- Victoria going to show they, up?
1: They bring people in, I assume for like a non-romantic segment, like they Presumably. do sometimes. But it, But it made no sense in the promo. I was like, what's happening? And like, then it's just like women sobbing. And it's, I'm like, there's like one woman of color that seems to be present. I'm like, this is, I'm not
0: excited. I just could not, I could not get the juice up for this, but we have a couple months to miss the show and to want it to come back and to start talking ourselves into being like, maybe Zach will be just, if not a good (sighs) charismatic bachelor, at least a vessel for us to watch some, some new women on the franchise and then we'll go in excited and then we'll be really disappointed and that brings us to the end of of bachelor in paradise let's do love to see it hate to see it
1: first love to see it we love to see genevieve finally standing up for herself to Aaron and insisting that he actually take the time to fucking listen to her while well, she says her piece.
0: I also loved the extremely nice, mature, quick breakup between Flo and Justin. Oh, my God. what Sinead's and Joey's should have been as well. No hard feelings. We both had fun here. Truly go, in- go incredible God. moment.
1: <laughs> we also love to see some truly happy couples. Serena and Brandon really make you believe in true love. And Danielle and Michael seem to be thriving. And... You know, we love that for both of them despite all the misery they were surrounded by.
0: I've also loved to see Logan showing a a really beautiful side of himself and showing some, I think, maturity and self-possession this episode that many of us didn't think he had after The Bachelorette and I don't know, I count him as a as a friend now, you know, metaphorically Me speaking. We've never met.
1: Also love to see some tasteful, despite still being very giant, engagement rings from Neil Lane. Is pave over?
0: (laughs) We heard it first here, (laughs) (laughs) and now it's time for hate to see it. I did really hate to see Kate dumping Logan in a truly humiliating fashion at that final rose ceremony. It was so unnecessary. It was so unkind. It uh, at least allowed him the jolt to move forward, and that's a blessing.
1: Also, hated to see another unkind breakup. Shanae just like dunking on Joey for making some TikToks and like calling him calling his manhood into question because he still lives at home. It was just it was cruel and shitty and like just unnecessary. totally unnecessary.
0: The big one for me this episode was just that I hated to see all the unresolved threads and there were a yes. lot I hated to see what a lot of them emerged from which was these really painful messy endings of relationships. It was hard to see all these couples not just breaking up but like seeming to feel really hurt yeah. and, and and traumatized disrespected. and disrespected by how it went down and I still don't understand what happened <laughs> with Johnny and Victoria or Brittany and Tyler And it was just, like, a big bad taste to leave in my mouth at the end. Exactly. And now it's time for our final steaminess rating out of Mm. 10 margarita hot tubs. Eight. I feel like this was an eight. There were a lot of steamy, maybe-we'll-be-together-forever makeouts, fantasy suites, the happy couples nuzzling on the couch— I loved that. They're giving us some more romance novel steaminess this episode, right at the very end. Before we get a go little on tease. Break. They're hoping the recency bias will work in their favor.
1: And on that note, that is it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tanika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive
0: producer. If you like the show, please follow us, rate us five stars, and leave a review. And of course, tell all your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com.
1: You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it Pod, and on Instagram at Emmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. We just covered the Lindsay Lohan holiday movie on Netflix.
0: I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon.
1: And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We will be back next week with a little gossip.
0: Can you keep up? I like love. Stitcher. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a
1: cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat,